Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we got a very special guest. We're both looking at each other because we're scared we're going to mess up his name. <laughs> <laughs> He's our returning, uh, our very first guest ever on the show. Yeah. And now we have him back once again. Want to say it together? The wonderful, amazing, talented <laughs> Jonathan Marks Baravikia. <laughs> Baravikia! Baravikia! God damn it. We were so nervous, and I was like, we just got to call it out and get out past it. I messed up so many names over. on here. But looking at another man in the eyes and messing up their names feels like the cruelest thing ever. I feel like it'd be better if I punched you in the gut. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's a hard one. It's that was the name. first several months of knowing you as a Mark David Christensen. I would seriously ask Beth. I, I, first of all, I would have to have three drinks to be brave enough to ask her which name you preferred. And then I was so I would be three drinks in. So then I would forget. And then nice. I was like, I think she said, Dave, it was a, it was just my life for a long time. Are you asking you. right now? No, Dave is what I call you now. Oh yeah, that's fine. That was your. I think at some point I gleaned that that was your preference. Yeah, I have three preferences. That's what people ask. All the, I get that question all the time. So you're fine with three different versions of? I prefer Mark David. If you're gonna go with Mark, I want the David attached. Okay. Because I don't like. That's I, your number one. A number one. No, this is just the order. If you you can choose from. Okay. The, I'll tell you the one I'm sort of. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is about names. It's fascinating. Not fascinating. I prefer we Mark David. We introduce our guests and then we talk about our own names. I just it. feel like if my name is on the paper written as Mark David Christensen, uh-huh. it seems natural that I'm just lowering it down. So to speak about my preference, it's less, it's more of like saying, oh, it's just, you. it's cutting away, right? Okay, got so it, got it. it You're starting from the outside. Yeah, going in. exactly. Like the foil method in math, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be Mark David, Dave. Or MDC is what I'm really pushing these days. MDC, okay, yeah. sure. Going for that abbreviation. Yeah. Okay. That's what I say in text. Yeah. I'll so integrate like, that into so, the into So there the you go. Anywho, <laughs> hey, nice to have you yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> good to have you back, Jonathan. Uh, and you've been up to quite a lot as a, a comic book busy, artist busy. yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. First off, let's talk about a recent thing that went live only about, was it been a month About at all? a month ago, uh, the the book came out. Yeah. Yeah. Fever uh, Dreams. Yeah. yeah. Um, just so everybody knows where to find this, you can get a digital copy right now because it sold out really sold quick out. and I missed a physical copy, but he brought one to show off for us today, um, which is Which is brilliant. great for a podcast audience. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll post it on later. It. Okay. I'll post it on the web, on our uh, Instagram feed. Great. But if you haven't, you should all go out and get the digital um, copy of it at www.jonathanmarksart.com slash fever dash dreams. Yeah. Tell us about that. Where did that come from and what? The the book itself, it's a collection of short stories, uh, like an anthology book that it's all painted by me, half the stories written by me, half the stories written by a friend of mine, Michael Dean. So he's a writer, performer, and we've been friends for about a year. So we've sort of been knocking around this idea for, or we were knocking this idea around for not that long. We did a, a short story that's in the collection called Temporary, just for fun, just to see, uh, you know, if we could work together, see see what, uh, like, if our sensibilities kind of lined up. Cool. And they did. And it was it was a fun experience. I'm working on a couple other projects that are a little bit more comic booky, like like Panel One. This is the action. This is the dialogue. And with Fever Dreams and, and Temporary, we were allowed we allowed ourselves to sort of break from that and, and be a little bit more, a little bit looser, a little bit more experimental 
with, with some of the choices that we make. And it worked and it was very exciting. And it was fun for me because those are the comics that I love and, and the art that I love. Uh, and Kate and I were talking before we started recording, like it was such a nice, it was such a great feeling when, when Fever Jeans came out that there is an audience for that too. Yeah. Which is such an exciting thing. Yeah. So, uh, so, but yeah, yeah. Because how fast did you sell out? Because uh, I literally was like, did the dumb thing where I was like in between like going to work or something. I saw it, you, it went live yeah, to yeah. purchase. And I was like, I got to grab a physical one. And I feel like the next thing I might checked in on it, yeah. which was it, it a was couple of hours, hours later, later. And I was like, it, it I was so mad. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was. It was a couple of days. It was. It oh was great! A weekend, then I'm so an it was, asshole. It was two days. You were at the very I mean, end like, of it. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was over, <laughs> over a weekend. Uh, That's still so, incredible. Great, which man. is yeah, yeah, yeah. How many exciting. copies? So we did a hundred, a round of a hundred, uh, and there were they were available on my website, uh, and then some shops in in LA where I don't know if your audience knows is where we all live. So yeah. we live in LA. Yeah, yeah. we're in Los so, Angeles. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there's <laughs> yeah. a couple of shops in LA that put it up uh, and then it was available online. But you mentioned that you would be doing a second printing in right. the fall sometime. Yeah, yeah. So there's cool. a second printing is scheduled for October. All right, I, I will not yeah. wait yeah. a couple of days right. yeah, to yeah, finally yeah. push purchase. Yes. Is that only a hundred more? Like how do you I'm do not a second sure printing? What I, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's going to be limited like, again. So it's like another like gamble of like, what yeah, should we do? I don't, cause yeah, I don't know. We, it's, it's all, it was all self-published yeah. Michael and I for the first one and for the, for the second printing too. So yeah, it's a, it's a gamble. Like we yeah. did so well the first time. I I don't know if we'll <laughs> do the same. I've got, I, I want to have a couple copies for, for like conventions and stuff like totally, that. So I yeah. think we'll do another run of, of at least a hundred. And then, uh, and then, yeah, it'll, there's, there's some other shops that, that want to put it up. Nice. Uh, in, in October as well. Have so. you self-published before? Or is Never. this your first go at it? Yeah, this is it. That's great. That Crazy. it was like a successful yeah. like yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. an endeavor like the first time you try it. That's yeah. really that is amazing. so good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's how, awesome. How long was the process from like you and Michael deciding you wanted to go through this to the to it actually in your hands? Not actually that long. I think maybe six months, ten months, ten months, let's wow. say. Yeah, less than a year. Um, we, we did that short story temporary. Uh, and, and like I said, we sort of felt like this is a good, like we want to do something with this, not just have it as a, uh, whatever portfolio piece. Yeah. So from, from making that decision to then figuring out the rest of the stories and, and, uh, you know, actually making the book was, was less than a year was probably about 10 months. So cool. wow. pretty quick. That's incredible. And when you yeah. say when you guys made it, were are you like both literally in a room while you're like plotting out composition of panels or like No, we uh the the stories that he wrote, he brings me scripts. Cool. Uh and, and, and his scripts are are much more just a prose. It's it's a story. Yeah. And then we we break that down together because cool. it's not oh, wow. it's not or it wasn't uh scripted like a comic book like there were no panel breaks there were no page breaks it was just like this is everything that happens yeah and so we went through together and figured out imagery that we liked and and how to break it up to look to to be like a a, a comic book you know yeah. words and pictures um but i will say i mean for him too like he sort of deferred to me it was like his, his work was done the story yeah. was there as long as i don't diverge from it then you know he i was able to sort of pick and choose the the layouts of the page and, and the style that I wanted to to work in and stuff nice. like that. Amazing. I assume he had seen like your other work and probably like trusted you to take yeah. it. Like he like knew what to exactly ex like what generally to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. He he knew my work enough to trust me 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say and, that trust is yeah. like, you got to like, that's really cool that it was there already kind of because you had. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, it was super fun. And, and yeah, it was it was a great project. And we're working together on, on some other stuff coming up, too. So nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I know Michael from right. Improv. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is any of this comic book funny? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got some. You're not the first person to say that. So Michael's background is in comedy. Yeah. Uh the comic itself is, I think, not laugh out loud funny. For sure. But it's got some sort of smiley bits. All right. So it's like um, veep territory. All right. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, a thinker. It's a think you'll make your so. brain laugh. I, I, yeah. I think I will say for, for Michael, especially, I hope, and I don't think he would mind me saying this, the, the stories that he wrote are very, very vulnerable, uh, like emotive stories. I love that. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not. I love comic books, but this is not, you know, X-Men or, or, or I don't know, Hellboy even. Yeah, I agree. It's sort of a very, but very nothing, it, thing. Not, uh, not all of it has to be. Exactly. Which is the thing about comic books that I love the most <laughs> is that there's not a thing that it has to be. It's, it can be anything. And there are examples of any number of different art styles and artists and writers and writings and all sorts of stuff. Um, even the way physically it's presented, I get so excited about this. Yeah, because it's 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 genuinely uh, you, there's no limits to what you can present as a comic book, um, which is very exciting. Yeah, totally. So and hopefully, totally. other people like it too. I think so the far they have, so that's cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. So definitely check it out, uh, listeners. That's again Jonathan Marks Art dot com slash Fever dash dreams and that website you could check out all of his art yeah if you just go to jonathan mark's art then yeah there's like a tab right yeah you can you can figure it out from there uh but it's great i kate literally bought the digital version as we sat here right before recording i mean he brought the like the physical copy and it's yeah it just looks great it is gorgeous yeah the cover alone is awesome thanks um Great, but then you have a new project that you, as of today, yeah. that we're recording, not the day that the, the listeners are listening to, so that you announced. Right. Let's t- let's so, tell yeah. us about so that. This is, this is also with Michael Dean. Uh, the uh, yeah, so we announced it yesterday. We're doing uh, or, or going to put out next year a hardcover, fully painted graphic novel. It's called Mariner, Ooh. and it's a continuation and an expansion on the Coleridge poem of the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So it's, it sort of takes, I don't know how well you guys or the, or your listeners remember like high school or remember the poem, but the poem itself is basically, there's a wedding, there's an old man at the wedding. He grabs one of the guests and he's like, Hey, you need to hear this story. And he tells the young man a story. And the story is when the the old man was younger, he was a sailor, he was aboard a ship. He shoots an albatross. The ship becomes becalmed. Everyone on board dies. All these crazy stuff happens. The end of the poem, there's a lot that I'm skipping over, but the end of, of Coleridge's poem, the the mariner says that he's now cursed to wander the world and he knows the people that, uh, who, when he sees them, he knows the people who need to hear this story. And that's why he told the young man. And the, one of the last lines of the poem is, you know, the young man woke the next day a little older and a little wiser and a little sadder for the experience. So we're building off of that, not the sadness, but the idea of what happens next, what the, the, the themes in the poem, the shooting of the albatross from the old man deals with, with sort of rash, rash decision-making, you know, regret, 
the the complications that come from from rushing into things um, and how your decisions impact other people. So we're, we're sort of expanding on that and it's, it's still going to be fun and comic booky. And, and Michael, like you were saying before, is a, is a comedic background. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be, it's got uh, bits of, of levity too, cool. but dealing with, with sort of issues with, uh, with, with why we do the things we do and how they impact ourselves and, and the world. Like unforeseen us. heavy consequences exactly, of like yeah. a decision that yeah Ooh, exactly yeah it's cool. very so, good yeah, yeah and and fully painted uh, there's a couple fun things that I'm excited to to try and do we'll be doing a lot of watercolor and oils more uh, sort of impressionist work than than uh, like strictly narrative um, like black and white line stuff that's cool so very excited nice. some I mean if you if you this is a shitty plug but if you do see fever dreams. There's some of the stuff that I do in Fever Dreams. We're going to be expanding on in, uh, in in Mariners. That's nice. not a shitty plug. Yeah. That's I was like, say, yeah. it's like, like a maritime kind of a like theme on the cover here. Like yeah. it seems to be something that's like, yeah. If you're like working on the <laughs> rhyme of the ancient mariner, I'd never. I'm not familiar with the story at all, but it sounds. It's very melancholy good. and gut wrenching and yeah. right up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, I should check this. It's out. It's worth the read. And yeah. It's it's not. It's not that long. I mean, if you genuinely yeah. do want to read it, it's yeah. Like, you know. You can you can knock it down. It's like pretty much all on Wikipedia yeah, as I'm looking well, at it. It's all uh, public domain, so we're able oh, to cool. use so it all. Like, yeah, that's great. So we'll have like quotes from the Coleridge poem as well, and sort nice. of referring back to that. But it all takes place in contemporary setting. Um, a couple different characters we'll we'll be following. Cool. So very oh, excited. And have you incorporated like um like oil painting and stuff into comics before, or is this like a new? Yeah, kind of- a little bit. I was able. I did. Um, when I was with Marvel, I was working on the Dark Tower books for yeah. a little while. I think I think we probably talked about yeah, that last definitely. time. So for some of the the some of the flashbacks there, I was able to incorporate watercolor and oil. Nice. Um, and no one had any problems with it, so cool. I just kept doing it. Uh, but yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of the artistic or comic book two influences that I have are are painters. Um, mm-hmm. So I I'm seeing some of the interesting things that they've done. Uh, and incorporating that into my work. Who are your like biggest like people that have, that are you think you've taken most impression or influenced through your style? For comic book stuff yeah. is, is uh, Kent Williams, George Pratt are the two big ones. Um, uh, John J. Muth is a big one, uh, and then Bill Sankevich, David Mack, guys like that. Um, there's a there's a a guy who's doing. He's actually on Spawn right now. Uh, Jason Sean Alexander, who I love his stuff too. He's he's an LA guy too, um, and the the all those, they're artists who, again, yeah, you, they're they're able to incorporate a little bit more, not even fine art, but but more uh, like like a, a looseness into their art. Mm-hmm. That you don't it's like a more painterly find. kind of style um, than you, like yeah, a that's the word for sure. Yeah, I mean, are you yeah yeah. You were summing it up. <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> um, that's really cool. That's yeah. yeah. Like it's like you said, comics can be anything. Like it doesn't have to be that one. Like, I don't know. That's like the coolest stuff that I feel like as a kid, like you go into a comic shop or like when I was a kid anyway, I should say, like, that was what drew me in Im- immediately yeah. is like the like x-men because it's like a saturday morning cartoon but then you go in there and you see like you look on those high shelves and you're like what the hell is going on up there it's like completely like mind-blowing kind of mm-hmm. stuff yeah yeah i still feel like that when i go to the comic shop yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i still get <laughs> excited what are the these top weirdos shop? doing yeah. up here and then it's like this crazy shit like you know but like 
that's what it, it kind of like brings that feeling back where it's like, it's just a super intriguing, like a, to speak of your book, it's like a really intriguing cover. I've not seen anything like that on the cover of a comic before. And it's just like, thank you. Draws you in. It's totally. really cool, man. Yeah. yeah. You, it would sit in the section for me when I go to secret headquarters, which is my store mm -hmm. here in LA. And even if I'm in there, like it just happened to me recently. I went in there to get like the new Jonathan Hickman X-Men because mm -hmm. I bring it up and I'm like, I will always browse their indie section yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I'm just like, I was like, I love the, I love the, the, the superheroes and all that. I, I yeah. will forever. But I was like, what? And sometimes if I have the money, I'll just ask one of the employees. I'm like, what? What's good? What's yeah. good? Yeah, so I don't yeah. just waste money. Cause like, that's just, I'm a poor guy, but well, sure. <laughs> or I'd probably yeah. buy it all if I, did, if I could, yeah, yeah. but I love it. I mean, I have stuff on my shelf here now that I'm like, that's that I love because yeah. I just asked somebody there to be like, what is not a superhero, but in comics that I should be reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The, yeah. Some of the indie stuff that's coming out is, is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, you so, take that leap. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's very rewarding, yeah, to find something that like resonates with you that you like yeah. walked in there not you like aren't planning on buying, you know, whatever it is. And then you just stumble across that it's the best. It's like truly a discovery and it feels like so cool to it's rewarding. Yeah. 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 So how will people keep up to date on that, on your progress with this hard uh, this hardcover coming out, you so, and Michael Dean, and we're going to keep just yeah, yeah. get all their updates. Well, yeah, we'll get. Uh, so I'll be posting. We've got a Facebook page up for it that I can't remember now, but we'll put it. We'll put it somewhere. I'll look it up. <laughs> You'll give it to it's, me. Uh, I'll put it all of them now. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So there, there's a Facebook page for Mariner, uh, and I'll be posting on my Facebook, my Instagram, uh, and Michael will be doing the same. So my my Instagram is Jonathan Marks Art, just like my website, and the uh, um, yeah, the, the Facebook page is just Mariner and ancient rhyme is great. the whole, is the whole title, but there's a, like a fan page. Cool. So we're doing I'll, like, I'll definitely great. put it on yeah, our, our, our link tree and great. stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Great. We're doing like uh, little, little behind the scenes things and sneak peeks of art and I love stuff it. like that. Yeah. Is there going to be a pre-order and then I can actually yeah. jump yeah, on that yeah, yeah. rather than wait the well, days, so, yeah. let it we got days pass like, and not buy the <laughs> fucking thing that's a friend of mine made? Exactly. <laughs> we'll have, yeah, we'll have all that stuff. Former friend. Out. Yeah, former <laughs> yeah. friend after today. Get his name wrong and, yeah. and I don't buy friend. his comic book. He's going to, he's going to kick me out of my apartment. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. I mean, the idea of you incorporating poetry really makes me think of like, Mignola has done that mm -hmm. and it, it really keyed into me because we, the episode prior to the one we're doing now with you, we went over the story, the ghoul, Oh, nice! which yeah. is he lifts like three or four. I mean, he's quoting Hamlet. He has a, a ghoul who's literally reciting poetry. And there's another poem that's sort of just abstractly part of the story. So yeah. that's, and we really like stumbled through that, like a couple of dummies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. I haven't yeah. reread that. In a while, because it was this. Because I was saying, I was like, I don't. Am I? Yeah. Sometimes dumb? I'm like, I'm not an English major. I don't know these <laughs> yeah. ones. I gotta yeah. Google all of these things. He does like provide the titles at the very mm -hmm. end, like yeah. in a, one of his final panels. Like the you know, it's like the panel right before his final, like kind of black panel that he is like. This is what all of this is. <laughs> like right. he kind of saves you a trip to the library. Like he like sort Jeez. of lets you know. Um, but. Yeah, and then even he, speaking of it, like, said that it was purely for him. Mm -hmm. So it's like, sure, yeah. But on the second reading, it does get better. Like, I mean, get better. I mean, 
I absorbed it better. Oh, and I it did was too. already good. Oh. <laughs> I feel I like it needs, a, it needs when a, I didn't understand it the first time. Yeah, I think you're intimidated by like his de- his like density in it, right? And then you reread it again, and you go, "Oh, okay, I now understand this the simple story that's taking place." Right. Now, if I can just add this to it, it like doesn't make me feel so Layers, overwhelmed. I guess, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not that you're doing that with yours. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but that really makes me think. Mignola, right before I think BPRD sort of came back to like finish itself off, and maybe even after Hellboy in Hell, I can't remember. There was a period where Mignola announced that he was like, "I'm no longer going to do comics. I'm just going to start doing watercolor." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and then he sort of came back, right? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I wonder if it'd be cool to see him do something maybe down the line that was like you're doing, yeah. like experimenting in that within the story. Not, Lines of or within the confounds of comic books yeah. and graphic novels. What what I'm hearing is that you're saying that I am inspiring Mike Mignola. Yes, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. Yeah. Cool. I think you are. Yeah, sure. If that's, not, if not for you, right. he would just be signing. <laughs> yeah, he'd just be like, mm-hmm. he'd read, nobody he, would know he, who that he, guy is. He xeroxes <laughs> pictures and just yeah, sign them. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Thank exactly. God he came across that, your work. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You lose me a call that <laughs> uh, But you, great. Um, you had some fun. I just, I don't know if you want to speak about this, but I found your take very interesting because I think this was interesting and in what we love about hearing from our listeners, mm. especially you haven't seen the movie, but like one of our fun things is like, we have our opinions of the movie, mm. but we love hearing like the opposite opinion, yeah. like the people that love it. And you're like, yeah, I yeah. can't believe why you love it, but we're going to read your email that tells us why. Mm. But you have like, we tend to like fall in more of the the camp that loves Guy Davis's jump oh, right. and moving from Mignola art and his. We'll get more into talking about his progression, uh, but you're not a huge Guy Davis fan. No, I mean, and I don't think you, you dislike him. No, no, I'm not no, trying to put you on the spot because I don't yeah. think you dislike him. I don't not think you're We truly in. can cut this out if it's like a legit <laughs> like uh, job hindrance or something. Yeah, like, I'll happily cut it out. Uh, honestly, like... Because I don't think you... I don't think you dislike him. No. But I do think that like you have like, well, it seems like more like you're a Mignola camp or for greater camp and you're like, Guy Davis is fine. But these guys fucking pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- I mean, that's definitely it for me. It just, it never grew on me the way that I think it, it, or it never spoke to me the way that I think it speaks to, to some of the people. And I mean, it's very fair. different to totally fair. Mignola and Figueredo and, and, uh, sort of the Hellboy look. That, that had been established. Yeah. And diverging from that look is great. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it just didn't, didn't really speak to me. Well, to, 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 to be on your side a little, I don't know yet, but I, I have yet to see Guy Davis draw Hellboy. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that's a mark against him, but it's like. He does. I mean, he does. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's in, in his, it's in his stuff. It's in his voice, which I would never. Well, that's like, every uh, artist. That's th- great. Yeah, and that's the only thing that really matters. Like, and you know, I'm going to put myself on the spot, and I've said it before. I don't like oming. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, he yeah. can come after me. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of angry phone calls. Yeah. But I, I, but I, I only bring that up is that I think that we sort of tend to always walk the, uh, the tightrope of constantly saying like that because you dis or not dislike, but because something doesn't fall into your praise. 
that it means you hate it or you mm. think it's bad. All it means is that I just don't favor, I favor this yeah. over another. It's like when sometimes I get in conversations because I love movies mm. and I tend to be like, I didn't like that. And people think, well, why do you, why do you hate it? Mm. Why do you? And I'm like, I didn't say I hated it. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't there's, do there's, it for me. Yeah. There are differences <laughs> between loving something and hating or, or not liking something and hating something. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you're just like, yeah, I will return to that. Yeah, it just didn't speak to me the way that I think it does to, for a lot of people too. And and we were saying too, like even before we were recording, like the design work that he's done, uh, that the guy Davis has done for for the Hellboy films, for like I think he did Pacific Rim stuff and all this stuff with Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. I love all that. Yeah. Uh, but his the the like pencil to paper. Yeah, and he doesn't, doesn't do it doesn't anymore. Always now. speak to me. He He's out of do, the game. Oh, really? He doesn't do uh, comics. Right. It's only only film stuff. Yeah, it's like I film gotcha. stuff now. So well, it's like hey, maybe. Better. Yeah, he heard you yeah. and you quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh my God, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, your I'm, influence on comics is I'm, huge. It's, it's huge. It's, best. Yeah. it's huge. I had no idea. <laughs> they pick up your stuff and they're like, well, if he's doing this, I'm out. <laughs> uh, but you haven't seen the movie, right? No, I haven't. I, I really wanted to, even as it was out and people were lambasting it, I thought, I, I still want to see it. But I didn't. Yeah. And I still haven't. And that's yeah. the end of the story. I mean, it'll yeah. be on Netflix in like minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? It's I'm, like, I'm, yeah. 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 Just save I still want to see it. Like, I would never discourage terrible. anybody from seeing it. Like, no, you should totally see it. Like, watch it. But, yeah. you know, it's like. I, like, And I, there are things in it, even though we're two people. Sorry to cut you off, Kate. No, no, no. You're good. Even though we're two people that, in the, in the, in the as a film, we both were like, nah, don't no. thank you. Okay. But. There's still things I think we can pull out of it and go like, well, right. that was done cool. And that was right. I did enjoy, but yeah, that like overall as a movie, I don't think it's super successful and I don't think it captures the tone of the comic like at all. It, right. it just deviates from it so wildly right. that it's like, it's like, oh, you kind of missed the point. And it, it was right. disappointing just hearing because like you would hear all these things like, oh, Mignola is so involved. Yeah. Like they have these direct references to all of these stories, but it, it ended up being... I don't know. It's so muddy. It's just like so many people working towards one thing that for 25 years, one individual was making basically. And yeah. it just becomes too many cooks. hectic, way yeah. too many cooks. Yeah. And also I'm yeah. starting to always be a little hesitant when I hear people are involved yeah. because that can be very little or very, or a lot. Mm. Cause even in the first Hellboy, he was there through a lot of the process, <laughs> but then I've uh, recently listened to, I told Kate, I've been listening to interviews with him mm. And he sort of revealed a little bit more in those interviews because now he's older and he doesn't literally like have to like be as uh, gentle about what he's going to say or give a little more of the idea of like what really took place. But it seems like in the documentary in the he was there in the documentary that's on the DVD of the first movie, he was there through the development and even the visual development of the show. But as soon as they went into production, it seems like he was there as like a consultant. at But really he was like, this was Guillermo's. Right. He took it and he went. Right, right. And there's a point where it's like, I, you know, that's no longer mine. Yeah. Right. And I think, so when we hear that he was involved and maybe even, he supposedly he wrote like, he says in these interviews, he wrote two scripts mm-hmm. or m- multiple versions of the script with him in uh, Gold, or uh, Gold, who wrote the novels with him. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting his name right now at the top of my head. But eventually it, were like, it went back to Cro- the Cosby guy yeah. or Crosby or whatever his name is, Andrew. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I am always a little like, hey, involvement doesn't really mean we're going to get. But also, do I want that? Vision. Yeah. I, there's a part of me that goes like, a Mignola movie's not going to be good either because he's a 
comic book creator, not uh, a yeah. filmmaker. It's like it's like the argument of like what's his name directing. Uh, uh, Frank Miller. It's like oh, right. he took over, and everybody's like, "Yeah, he's gonna direct a movie." It didn't come out well. Or like people don't <laughs> like when like Stephen King directs his own movies and stuff. Or most people don't like when he yeah. directs his own movies. Mm-hmm. And it's only because that's not their art form. That's not yeah. their yeah. like thing that they love and their craft. Yeah. I was reading just today, actually. Good little transition for the story we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh hell yeah! So dude. I was reading. I was you're, reading better about than, you're better than this. <laughs> I was reading about uh, specifically with the island, the story that we're going to talk about. Uh, I, I assume your listeners usually read along or ahead, so oh, like, yeah, yeah. there's a ton of of almost exposition in in the island. And uh, Mignola was saying that that was a conscious thing. He struggled with this story for a, a, a long time because it was. He was writing it and drawing it while the first movie was in pre-production or something. So he was traveling back and forth. He got and, sick in Prague when he got sick. in the middle of working on this. Yeah. So ultimately, though, he was saying that recognizing that the movie's coming out, the movie, good or bad, I like it, but but good or bad is not his Hellboy. This is not his vision or his world. So before that, like to preemptive to that, he wants to get this direct. Like this is the actual history of the Hellboy universe in comic books, at That's least. Cool. Yeah. And he's very diplomatic, and 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 I think even genuine. He's like, movies aren't better or worse, but they're bigger. Like a movie, it's the same with all the Marvel stuff now. Like mm-hmm. everyone has seen a Marvel movie, but not everyone reads the comic books. It just is, reaches a bigger audience. So it was important to him to get his story out because the movie version, which was not his, yeah, yeah. was coming. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's cool. no, I think that's great. The, it's, it's, the, it's in his foreword as well. What you're oh, talking it, yeah, about, okay. I think it is, and it's very interesting because I think last episode we we touched on this, how Guillermo apparently had asked if he could do a comic book version of his Hellboy three, oh. and Mignola just politely declined. Not and I think really. it speaks to what you're saying is yeah. he's like, I this is my world, yeah, and and. He does say in a broader sense of like it will confuse readers, but I think it's mainly like I'm this gonna keep them separate. Yeah. yeah, and I totally. I mean, respect yeah, you want to establish like this, like, like, yeah, the like is not to have anybody think like, oh, I was influenced by this other creator. Like, this is this is in my mind this whole time. Like, or you know, uh, I've found this while I was working on it, and this is the real history and stuff. That's yeah, yeah that makes sense. I agree. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> with that said, mm. everybody go to JonathanMarksArt.com. Yes, Check out all his it. stuff. Follow it so we can all enjoy The Mariner when it gets released. Yes. Please do that. Thank you. Um, I've I've liked you from, like, I met you. You're a cool guy. And then you, in addition to that, I was like, well, I'm lucky. I know now this great artist. <laughs> yeah. so, and it's a treat to have you on. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to jump right into this um, week's two-issue story, The Island. Hey, do you like comic books? Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? You do. Okay, then. Listen to this ad. My name's Will Hines. And I'm Kevin Hines. We are brothers as well as comedians. As well as huge fans of comic books. Like the Fantastic Four, which we are talking about a lot right now in our podcast, which is called... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. From Campfire Media, available from now until the end of time. (laughs) Screw it. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. 
Welcome back to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. And our wonderful guest, <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Marks Baravakia. Sure. Damn, dude. I'm never going to get it. I'm it's, sorry. No, that's good. It's just a weird emphasis. Oh, like, Baravakia? Yeah, Baravakia. that's the one. Baravakia. Yeah. Okay, and cool. then I'm putting this Italian thing on it, and I'm, I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're I'm doing, a- you're doing like a chef's kiss. <laughs> no, thanks for joining. I'm us just again. trying to kiss him. I'm just trying to kiss our guest when oh, I say his name. Oh, just a normal kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're talking about, of course, the island, which was uh, written by Mike Mignola and illustrated by Mike Mignola, colored by Dave Stewart, and lettered by Clem Robbins. Uh, edited by Scott Alley and yeah, published back in uh, June, July, 2002. Pretty cool story. This is like, there's a lot of like heavy references. 2005. To, oh, 2005. I'm yes. sorry. But yeah, there's a lot of like heavy references to the third wish. So maybe like read that before you read this. If you're, yeah. Or, you know, I or mean, like refresh yourself talking directly on about the Bagrush and all yeah, that. There, yeah. And there's like this, characters this coming right at you. Follows immediately or Immediately after the third wish. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Publishing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because the first moments of him, like, before he... He still got his little bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's all from directly the, way, the third wish. Yep. Just give yourself a refresher if you're, like, in the BPRD for a while. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, he's continuing his journey. And it's starts off just very bleak. We have, like, kind of goals flying over this ship wreckage and... Uh, kind of ancient looking yeah just ancient looking crash site with like hundreds of ships rocky shores skeletons all in the water and he's kind of like replaying in his head his discussion mm-hmm. of like where are you gonna go africa after that wherever the wind blows and he's like it's he's blown up onto the shore basically and kind of trudging through the through the water here i really love dave stewart's colors in this i draw, i feel like it's a color that up to this point, I haven't seen him use yet that that like the to give that idea of the fog and the because it's not nec- it's like gray, but it's not it's almost off gray, off white. Yeah. It's this. It's like a very like sun bleached, salty kind of like shade in it's my hazy. mind. Yeah, yeah it's hazy. Like, it's like Dave Stewart is unbelievable. Dave he's Stewart, a monster. He's really. so oh, good. All he, the artists that he's worked with are better for it. Like he's a one of the best colors. We were saying that it's like, doesn't matter Certainly. what the style is. It's like, yeah. he's just going to, con- he's going to accentuate everything perfectly. Like he's going to really make everything pop so much. Yeah. I wow. recently read or listened to somebody talk. And I think I read it about Dave Stewart. And I don't know if it's in one of these collections that we've been going through. He talked about his process with Mignola mm-hmm. and apparently it's the most, he's, this is the only with Mignola, but he says it has influenced everything going forward is that, once they're ready to start coloring, it's like him and Manila sit in a room and they go through really? until they land on the thing that both of them can agree is like, that's it. I've heard that <laughs> about Mignola in general, that he's very uh, particular. Yeah. I yeah. Think with, is a better word for fine. controlling? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good euphemism. I mean, but that's, but I think he has a right to be. Certainly. Like, yeah, it's I just agree. so much his thing and it's like, yeah. When he, he has a, a specific vision yeah. when he's laying down his blacks. I mean, particularly for his style, like he has a, a specific thing that he's going for. Yeah. Um. So. Completely. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's. That's the feeling we get. It's just him kind of like trudging through the ocean. 
he's got so much so that he when he like emerges from the water he like looks out onto the, all of this wreckage and has a little like starfish stuck to his little <laughs> duster <laughs> like <laughs> his jacket um and then just get a classic yeah, crap gives a classic crap <laughs> Just looking out onto all of this, and then uh, what is there in the distance? But a little lit area of the ship that's like still intact, like just enough. And then we see him having this full discussion with some sailors who were apparently there. Uh, complete kind of like change of feeling, like now where it's like warm and like familial, and like they're drinking and talk. He's just kind of giving them his like sea tail, you know, like this is how I ended up here. Um, <laughs> running down like his encounter with, uh, with the witch, like almost getting eaten by a whale, all this good stuff. Going to get cut up and sent to all our friends. <laughs> yeah. Just the language of it. It's so funny too. I'm like, yeah, get this. <laughs> and you know, everybody's, they're just drinking and being, being rowdy, fun sailors and like clinking their pewter glasses together or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, give us a like nice sea shanty. Um, the mermaid, the old sailor song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know are these real songs? I did I, Google I, this and found it. Yeah, I was it? like, I think it is. Do you want me to I play like a second of it? Yeah. Will it even show up? On I the can monitor? lift it and put it up later. It's uh Let's This is a it. recording from 1954, Paul Clayton's version of it. <laughs> it sounds a lot more fun than how I like read it in the comic here, but yeah. It's like a little folksy than I thought. Yeah, it's like a folksy version. Yeah, it's like '54, so it's like so kind of that's yeah. So not exactly the vibe I got from this like uh, haunted fellow who's holding up an entire bottle of rum and singing. (laughs) Um, And they're yeah, they're kind of just all the sailors are kind of going verse by verse with the song, all singing it together. Um, until they're interrupted by some booming knocks at the door. Um, you know, there's a dread sound who knocks like it's very spooky, very tiny lettering yeah. near the devil. And then as Hellboy says, uh, hang on, let me take a look. You think you guys can relax? Turns around. And of course, it's just like these not like ancient, but, you know, definitely falling apart. These soldiers are dead the whole time. They're corpses. Yeah. This really actually, when they're rereading it, surprised me again. And it was like one of those things where I, uh, uh, this is a dumb thing to point out, but I think it is a thing that Mignola, again, is so good on pacing and using his panels well that he does get that surprise off me, even though I know it, even if I know it's coming. Because there's a lot of times I'll read in current books that they want like a turn like this. Mm -hmm. And I get always a little disappointed when there's like supposed to be a surprise. But I can see it at the end of the page. Oh yeah. Like that fucking drives me crazy when yeah. it's like, you want that to be a moment, but you put it at you. I can see it as soon as I, yeah. I'm looking at the top right? yeah. before I get to it. And this, I'm like, Oh, you put it in the you perfect place. You turn the page to yeah. see the, yeah. Yeah. It's an obvious thing, but yeah, it's I an agree. obvious thing, but it's like, like not sometimes everyone I don't does do it. it. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it's like, you, it's like almost as if Mignola's decided, like, I'm going to put myself in the reader's position before yeah. I make that choice. And that might be why he restarted his other one. I don't know. Like, yeah. Probably plays well, into that. Pacing stuff like that is tough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely takes a lot of forethought. So yeah. Yeah. And it pays off because I, I agree. 
It's like they're in the middle of Pirates of the Caribbean right here at the beginning of the ride. <laughs> yeah, they're having fun. Yeah, now it's like, and not only that, but like we're talking of the colors, like to go from this like warm kind of like orangey browns and uh, yellows and everything to an immediate like cool grays and everything just gives it such a spooky, ghostly feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the only thing that's uh, still really there is the rum, which Hellboy scoops up. We get some like great close-ups of, you know, just like skin taut on bone, you know, these grinning kind of skulls and everything, like all this great Mignola stuff that he does so he well. He loves the skull, does Mignola. He loves yeah. the skull, dude. And then uh, some Creates nice, atmosphere. some cool like little mm-hmm. details, like you have like maritime instruments kind of hanging out is this an astrolabe? I feel like that's a word I learned in school. <laughs> wow. And then we have like little checked off the days of you know carved into the wood like there's so many cool little details there um i was just now flipping back to see if that's in the the warmer sort of flashback panels Uh, oh yeah if you can see and you can't no it's it's just all just sort of atmosphere yeah it's like haze back in the in the reality of the moment you see where he actually is yeah 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 like he's yeah he's like completely like taken in by these ghosts i guess and doesn't real like doesn't see it until it's until it's like obvious in front mm-hmm. of him it's really which cool. is very interesting to see because that's sort of where hellboy is in his life right now mm-hmm. is sort of lost and so he can be taken advantage because i think we've mentioned before like back in like the christmas um christmas night or whatever that issue is called where he goes into that tomb and he's sort of he and she sort of that ghost gives him uh, him a fake reality yeah but hellboy's oh, sort of right. always on it like He's like a little knowledgeable, like this isn't real, right? And this is actually seeing him getting duped by the like I, the supernatural. I feel I don't I know when it. I read it, I I think that it's all real though. I think that this is all actually supernatural happening. in this in this realm. It's, I think is real. Yeah, he's not getting tricked. He's just I don't know. I don't know. It, like he's he's really talking with these guys, and then they're really have been dead for a hundred years. Yeah, both. yeah, both. I get you saying. Know, I don't. Yeah. He, yeah, it's he more runs, eerie though. He runs it's very creepy. Crazy, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, he runs into like spooky shit like this on a pretty regular basis. So he's, of course, he's <laughs> yeah. like not super. Like his the his reaction shot here is so good because he's just. It's not like he's surprised at all. He's yeah. just kind of like, no of reaction. course, of like, course, yeah. yeah. Like it's like sort of a. It's like well, that's I'm just have to continue to keep moving because that's what I said I was going to do, and then as he walks out. Um, he's to see, I guess, who knocked. He's stopped by uh, Hecate, and he's just kind of, "What do you want?" Like, <laughs> kind of gives yeah. her like the usual yeah. Hellboy, like terse, like uh, sort of answer, and she's like, sort of giving him this, like, "Thanks for killing the Bogrish," like, sort of like si- making it seem as though you know I knew all of this, and you're playing right into the hand that yeah. that everybody, like, all of these, like dark entities want you to continue to play into. Um, And then he gives an awesome, don't mess with me, lady. I've been drinking with skeletons as he's like pointing with the rum in his hands. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to, I still want to do a sketchbook and call it drinking with skeletons. That's awesome. uh, I don't know if it's too like, everyone knows what that's from, but it's such a great line. I mean, I see there's this great, um, this guy who listens to podcast uh, on Instagram, scroll saw scribbler. 
he does these like cool wood cuttings that are like, oh, this wow. is like one that he posts pretty frequently. He'll like repost it and it looks he, beautiful. He like makes this panel, oh, just carves incredible. it into wood and it looks like so crisp and clean. I wonder if he and, does commissions. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, it's really, oh, I'll send it to you. It's <laughs> yeah. really cool. But so I <laughs> feel like yeah, I mean, cool. immediately that's where, that was my like reference point to it. I had like seen that before. Cause I'm still like the, I'm reading these as I, I'm not like ahead of these. Right. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, nice, like that's what it's from. And it's such a fun, great panel. Ooh, and Hecate's just being spooky and creepy, you know, peace, hell boy. We're not enemies still trying to like, mm. not like seduce, but like convince him kind of to just give in and do what he's like in her mind destined to do. Feels like almost a bargain of like, go through with it or fucking kill yourself almost. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I'm I'm reading a little bit of that into it but like well, I was, I was going to say I'm not sure that Hecate is the villain I mean I don't know Kate you're not sure what happens next but like mm-hmm. different things change and, and more characters are introduced but I'm not sure even here that Hecate is the villain she's just fulfilling sort of her role I, I guess yeah you know and she's been defeated already by him once mm. at this point. So I think that things have changed. The, yeah. the, the playing field is definitely, it's, it's evolved. Mm. And it's, it's, what's her name in the, in the, uh, Iron Maiden is, is that blonde. Oh yeah. Um, Elsa. Um, Elsa, Elsa right? yeah. 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 She's the one so that she's, gave she's even her little bit of jacket is still like on her, her like collar <laughs> yeah. is there. Yeah. There it is. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. for like Hecate, like she's talking about like, we are agents of change. We're bound together. Like there's so much like this idea of like, I'm a creature made purely for this to fulfill this like fate. Right. And that's what you are too. And to deny that is, it's like all like very Greek tragedy kind mm-hmm. of where it's like, you, you're not going to be able to escape this. You're just causing yourself all this pain. This is literally what we were meant to do. Like we were made yeah. to be this way. Um. So come on and join me in this big Iron Maiden. <laughs> there's, there's, have fun. Have some fun in yeah, here. Get me spikes. <laughs> Get me spikes. <laughs> well, I like the the. Uh, I think actually the second film, the second Del Toro movie, does this really well too. I think it's from here where there's a scene, and I think it's it's sort of thematically replayed here, where Hecate is saying, and in the movie, it's some other character. It's like we are creatures of magic like this is what we are mm-hmm. why are you denying who you are and who we are like why are you siding or fighting against your very nature yeah and that's an interesting question just like throughout the story yeah or in, yes. in any sort of philosophy but anyway interesting yeah it's super uh, compelling yeah. like it's and it's it's the kind of thing that he and sim- sympathetic sorry to interrupt. oh it, yeah like, yeah makes her absolutely very much a sympathetic character yeah. yeah i think it's like such a it's like, yeah, it's like a theme that just resonates with people mm. no matter what. Like, obviously, none of us can relate to his specifics, but it's like the kind of thing that's very universal. And that mm. what makes him so like human and makes these stories so good, I think, is just his denial of like, everybody says I'm this thing, but I feel like I'm this. Yeah. So I'm going to keep fucking doing what I feel like doing. And that's it's like, cool, great. Like, yeah. you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Hellboy. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to keep uh, being me. Yeah, just be you, man. So she's just letting him know, like, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Like, the human race is going to suffer so much. It will, come on. And he's just chugging rum. And why are you still talking? Like, kind of a thing. Um, 
and she's just like kind of yeah just like thinking about like you're you baffle me basically you you are a mystery to me i don't fucking get it that you know why you would do this um yeah and he's just doing his usual thing of like dismissing her with like uh or i'd not take advice from a big talking can like he continues <laughs> to be like um to a fault the, almost he's not taking her seriously i mean all. at this point he's like <laughs> Shit's gone wrong. He's like had to leave the BPRD not all that long ago. And then immediately he almost gets killed by a witch. It's like he's, you know, there's probably a lot of question in his mind. Like she's surely getting to him and he's, this is his defense mechanism almost is to be like funny and be like, fuck you. Like, (laughs) yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, cause I love this next, the, the page after that he, she's just, saying we'll be together in the last days like yeah you can't as you can as you've mentioned kate she's pretty much just laying out like you can't resist it i already know that as long as you're gonna put it off but eventually we're gonna be we'll get to the end together and his response is just like great till then stay out of my way (laughs) it's so good (laughs) so i guess for like i mean like i said yeah i haven't read ahead but you get this feeling that he's like he, I mean, obviously he's like drinking and like avoiding this pro sort of like avoiding confronting this problem and stay out of my way, but he doesn't really know where he's going. Like, yeah. like he's just trying to go anywhere, but where she's telling him he yeah. has to be basically. And it's like, it's a sad, this is like a sad one for how he's just, you know, it's very bleak. It just seems like he's kind of like futilely, running from this and yeah he's just wandering man he's just like wandering uh comes upon this house oh now what the hell is this like just kind of yeah, like i love that letting it happen to him at this point i like him yeah. talking to himself again i like to call these john mcclain moments almost <laughs> of like should have been that said you come out and have a good time at the holiday have a drink <laughs> he's just i love him walking up like i know what i should do i should go back See if those guys have another bottle squirreled away somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. But he keep walking, trudging forward. It's that yeah. thing of like, I'm resistant, but I'm also, I need, he needs to fi- and actually find out. Yeah. He has to face who he is, mm-hmm. even though he's reluctant to. Yeah. I think that the first time I read this and even now, like he clearly doesn't know what's going on, but I feel like Hecate does like I trust her that you know when she says they'll be together in the last day mm-hmm. I'm like yeah that's probably right <laughs> Hellboy's not doesn't know what else is gonna happen or doesn't know what else to do yeah. and even like the resignation of like what the hell is this and then I, I should I should go back but I'm gonna go forward it's like the panel earlier when he realizes that they're skeletons and you were saying like his reaction is just like yeah yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> like, of course they fuck up. That out. tracks for my yeah. entire horrible yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or not like horrible life, dead. but like a life plagued by these things. Yeah, like like this makes these sense. kind of like huge grave things that are happening around me. That's what I should do. That's what I and then we I like I love these like small panels that are almost like swirling into each other. Little like kind of like it's like a golden ratio sort of page where it's like swirling into itself nice. and he's just like falling in a huge just has to go into this house and we're sort of like following with him. Yeah. Mignola, when he, I feel like his panels are seen, they're like deceptively straightforward, but he like puts so much thought into them. You can like, yeah, you can tell it's like, 
it's there's they're simple but they're so well thought out and just the way he draws your eye, or eye around the page is great. I'm at a loss for a lot. I'm I, like, I think no, great, right. cool. That, that golden ratio, I did not notice, but now seems so obvious, like an inverted uh, Yeah, it's kind of there. swirling in there. But like, again, it's sort of what we were saying earlier with pacing stuff, like to know, to set his page up this way. And even just the very fact, like the last panel on this page is a blank panel. Yeah. Like it has literally like a dust moat line. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's pretty bold. You know, like, and it's in, yeah, it and, leaves, but it's also perfect. Yeah. Especially for the next page. Mm-hmm. It's setting you it up. It opens to be, you up for boom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Very good. It yeah. just highlight. And it, yeah, it highlights his like thoughts. Like you read it. Like, I mean, uh, aside from like the ellipses and the like literally written out, like that's what I like. You read it in this like labored sort of like pace. That's really Mm, slow, I mean, like, how, it's crazy to make you yeah. to make the to pace it that that well. Like, you're really like controlling this. Like, the reader's like mind with it's like crazy. It's really cool. Because um, I think we are used to sort of, and and this is a generic statement, but it's like in the generic comic book sense, it's like drive, drive, drive. Like, like most comic books that yeah, sometimes you start you with, you're like running through it, or like, and and a lot of times it's like that's what they want you to do. Like, the it's like a super actiony comic, and it wants you to like be speeding through it. I would even say sometimes, and some of the Marvel stuff I pick up, and I love Marvel. It's like even it's just conversation that's still driven that way, mm-hmm. where I'm like. Oh, this is kept to keep my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Manuel really was like, want you to sit in in the moment." Yeah, but Manuel was like, "Nah, I want you to sit in this blank yeah, panel for sure." And it's like, "Oh, there's a purpose behind it." Yeah, um, yeah. And then we see on the next panel. <laughs> I, I mean, just just based on like their clothing and everything, you can assume another sort of like ghostly flashback of something. He's witnessing it, but it's it's clearly something that like happened from. The past, it's like an inquisition kind of just like prosecuting this guy who is a, you assume a heretic of some kind. And then you, you find out, yeah, he's a, he's a big old heretic, but also, but also a priest. Yeah. Also also a a religious man. Yeah. 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 Like when, yeah. When he like finds the like deeper truth Mm -hmm. and like the darker histories of everything. We get a, another cool, like, sort of pockmarked sculpture that uh, panel that Mignola likes to put in and just gives everything, do, does make everything feel like that. Like, there is a sense of, like, deeper history. You're just, like, seeing it real quick. Although, do you recognize it? I mean, I don't recognize this, like, alligator figure or... I don't like, either. I don't really recognize that from... But I think it might be a reference to the dragon. We've yeah, seen dragons yeah, it could be a like lot. an Jihad uh, kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I think. Because like the dragon, we the one dragon we have seen that's not uh, the Druhad is the dragon that he went to fight with the uh, lilies. Yeah, with the lilies, and it seemed to be a very s- similarly. It was like uh, an alligator. It was like yeah, a, yeah. So that's this. This is uh, Egyptian looking to me. Like there are there are sculptures, even the headdress. Yeah. Like they have sun discs and and headdresses yeah, like on, on long, some of those like deified animals, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, almost and almost Mayan a bit for me Maybe, too. Yeah, uh, the back looks looks. Uh, I don't know. I I actually was recently looking at this uh, old Tibetan sculptures for for an exhibit that I'm gonna go see. Cool. But it looks like that. Like uh, I don't know much about it at all, but it, it's reminding me of that. Like. That's cool. Tibetan and Egyptian stuff. 
Anyway. I want to like I want to like go through his like little library of references or something. I want to be like, what are you looking at? Yeah. Like, show me. <laughs> yeah, show us the catalog. <laughs> yeah, show me your like National Geographic's or whatever you're looking through. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I since you're like, uh, I, I really do wonder what's in his like library of references in his studio. But anyway, I yeah. can. He says he has that. I'm just been listening to interviews with him. Yeah, because they asked him that question in one of the interviews of like, do you have just like a bookshelf? He's like, well, it's actually several throughout the house. Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is funny. It's crazy. I have a. I love books, and I want to have like a great book collection. The temptation is always like, I can look up anything online mm-hmm. to to find reference. But I love. I make a point to go to my bookshelves. To look up stuff yeah. first. Like, especially something like this, like stuff. a sculpture. Yeah. It's also a reference that not everybody's going to have. So I'm like, yeah. we're having this discussion now to be like, I wonder what this is and where it's from. That's cool. Yeah. Not just like a Google, oh yeah, it's this not Getty the first image two that images come, yeah, that yeah. pop up. Yeah. Anyway. Totally. Yeah. And then, okay, so we have this, this like imprisoned priest kind of talking about how he knows the truth, but no, you're going to get ensnared by the devil. Uh, well, where's your, you know, uh, where's your God, buddy? He's in heaven. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I love this argument going back and forth, having this like real this sort of like, um, not even discussion really. They're just like, he's kind of, you know, he's inquisitioning him and he well, gets stabbed by all of these yeah. many soldiers that are with him. What I love about this whole sequence, um, in that argument is that it's not just two people talking. What I love is that in there's like a call and response between the uh, acquisition, acquisition, is that how you say it? Um, that priest and the soldiers. Mm-hmm. They keep like filling in yeah, like their prompts. Yeah. That is so yeah. terrifying to me. And it's like, even after they stab our, our uh, guy on trial, and then they're just in those who do evil into the fire. And you're just like, that is. Followers yeah. like that are willing to die. It's like, oh, yeah. Like they that. believe it too. They're not just like mercenaries or something. Mm-hmm. They're like on a like philosophical level or like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's kill yeah. this person. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I love all the blue. I love the choice to do the blue, all the lettering, the word bubbles in blue in this panel mm-hmm. helps with that gold. Once, once we get a, a guy starts to bleed gold. <laughs> yeah. Is that like that color to me? is like that choice of color to me is super unexpected. Like it would make like if I was looking at this as a black and white comic, my assumption would of course be like red. It's just so interesting to have like this gold be the choice. And then we see this like talisman with the seven headed something. Nobody guess what it is. It's the J. I didn't get what that was at all. I'm pretty sure. Like just because to me, this looks like a little celestial, like kind of stars around it. And then I, when I was reading it the first time, I was like, one, two, three, four. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. No, I, I think you're exactly seven. right. Yeah. So I, I was like, that. that's gotta be what that is. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. It's um, the dragon. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, your God's in heaven. My God's right here in me. And the like, blood slash gold slash light kind of like spills forth out of him and just finds its way down the stairs. There's like this enormous skull face in this doorway. I love this whole page. I think just as simple as it is, has so many little, like that is an Easter egg of like what? And even the panel of just the face and with gold eyes. I agree with you, Kate. It's yeah, it's like really spooky and like, 
pretty bizarre for like even for you know Mignola will do stuff like that sometimes and like play with that but like there's a lot of that in this issue where it's like what's what is happening is this real Mm -hmm. is this happening to him like you know the skull occupying this entire doorway is really like bizarre to me for for Mignola it's such like a weird to play with the scale like that is I do wonder for stuff like that is that symbolic of something or did he just want to draw a skull right it's hard to tell because sometimes in his little introduction she'll be like i just wanted to draw this cool thing yeah (laughs) i mean there's some sort of hallucin hallucin excuse me uh hallucinary like hallucinogenic like Like, yeah feeling going on yeah uh hallucinatory hallucinatory. jesus there you go (laughs) yeah Not, not yeah. an idiot. Oh, um, no, you're good. But, but like with with the skull, there it's just like, yeah, man, that's a weird thing. I want, but maybe it means right. something. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just like it's genuinely one, don't know. This is such a crazy choice. Yeah, and you break it down yourself or attempt to. Like I'm like, is it death? Is it just because there's yeah. death? It's this place is haunted by death, and that's what brought up. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, Hecate's like scale was changing when she yeah. was there. Like yeah. she's like this huge Iron Maiden one second, and then she's like the small woman the next, and it's like. He's just playing with that a lot in this one. I love that. Just in comics in general. It's you can get away cool. with that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like the scale of the size of the relationship between characters changes depending on the story. Or yeah. like like the what's going on in the moment. Which doesn't make any sense. But I I, I mean think it gives it's cool. something it gives something such a mystical value. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. makes it seem like, oh, you're like not material. You're like yeah. this kind of whatever you are, like you're un, it's like an unnatural but still like yeah. magical. It's it's yeah. I, it's I like there's a separateness that. of that like the, the the comic books. Even in one of my one of my favorite Batman artists is this guy Kelly Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you used to remember. It's like a 90s Batman and his Batman yeah. did huge ears yeah. and a cape Just that would have been yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the the cape that would have Build a room like it right. would have been a city block behind him. It but just it envelops cool. everything <laughs> yeah. around him and like exactly, yeah. and it makes no sense at all. <laughs> right. But it's it's the same as sort of here, where it's like in Batman, we're typically not dealing with with mystical stuff or supernatural as much. But just that little those little choices with the cape, you're separate from like oh, this is not reality. Yeah, yeah. In the best way, like this yeah. is like a heightened thing. Right. This is bigger than we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It does. It makes, it gives it like this mythical uh, feeling. And that also makes me think with the Batman, it puts you maybe in the mind of like the crook. Like I immediately like, it's like, oh, what do you think? Cause we always talk about how Batman people are like actually scared of him. Yeah. And I feel like that might even, that artist uh, is finding a way to illustrate that more of like, Mm. what do people perceive him as? Yeah, in a heightened state of him bursting in, yeah. and it's like, like that's that. how that myth gets passed along. And then this is sort of putting us in with these scale changes, possibly putting Mignola's putting us in the right in the seat mm-hmm. with Hellboy of really going through like what is going what, on. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah, I'm a sure. little drunk. I'm a little <laughs> yeah, yeah. worried about. I've been like, lost at sea for fucking two years. Yeah, apparently. Right. that's crazy. That's yeah. like a crazy little fucking asterisk. Like this stuff is two years that he's been underwater. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. His like, jacket geez. is encrusted by like yeah. all these crustaceans and shit. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> and he's also and plus we have these like overlaid dialogue of Malone me from the third wish, like kind of yeah. telling him about the crossroads again, um, leading to strange places. And he's like, he's at the 
he's at the very first step of one of those crossroads, one of those strange places, and he's like, screw it, and takes a, s- a sploop. I love a sploop. It's so bloop. <laughs> a very specific, uh, um, oh, God, what is that? What is that? There's a word for what this is. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very specific <laughs> yeah. onomatopoeia. You hear it. Yeah, as soon it's as you great. Read it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and and in Hellboy in general, I think the only sound effects are typically boom yeah. when he, which he yells, which I don't think I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Even until like you guys pointed out to me. Um, and then like every once in a while, like a little thing like sploop, which yeah. just calls bloop. even more attention to it. Yeah, yeah. It really like highlights it so well. Also, I love Mignola's art, but his his knees are just nuts they're wild it's, it makes they're no so sense. knobby it's just like how many bones are in that, I mean, in that that's, knee that's a skull it reminds like, me that's, of that's like, like it's like those renaissance knees knee. where there's like four parts of the knee <laughs> yeah. like it's just so it's it's so funny it's like a knee from someone who's never seen a knee right before. right it's yeah <laughs> maybe, like how artists maybe used to draw like to look at knees. <laughs> people would like sculpt lions but like european yeah, artists didn't yeah, know what they exactly, looked like and so yeah. they were like dogs yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you've you've heard of knees yeah. you've or, definitely heard of them yeah <laughs> even even like like paintings of women from the renaissance yeah would be like, yeah it'll be like never seen a, a nude woman <laughs> right. so this is kind of what it is i bet it's like this <laughs> right? boobs too yeah, plus <laughs> plus boobs like these yeah. tacked on yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's so good <laughs> I think Scott Alley or whatever was like, hey, I love the book, but these knees. <laughs> these are wild. Hey. It's like, sorry, usually they're, they're just uh, shrouded in shadow. Yeah. I guess <laughs> as long as you repeat it, then it's a stylistic yeah, choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> these knees are always bad. That That's what they choice. look like. Hellboy walks around a lot. Yeah, he's got big, big muscly knees. <laughs> Mike Mignola's gravestone. <laughs> weird ass ba- knees. Weird, weird, weird knees. ass knees. <laughs> Revered artist, bad at knees. Yeah, and then we get this like huge um, larval caterpillary uh, finned like a fish, uh, sharky kind of thing jumping out at him. It's a dragon baby. I love this. What's what's that? What's that little animal? The ones that look like little bears that are disgusting. Oh, it's like a tie to. It's a T something. Anyway, dude. that's what I when I first become saw him. So yes, popular dude. now yeah, too. I, I feel like it was on a recent, like within the past five years, a nature show because now everyone knows it was. What they yeah, are. yeah, it's like the smallest it creature that can exist thing. without it. Like can exist without like air. anything. Right? Yeah, because like, they, they yeah. exist in space. Because I just read nuts. something that like tardigrade. Tar- there was like Russia no. left them right. in space just recently, or on the moon, or some weird shit. Tardigrade or something. Why are they called? Uh, and they're they're tardigrades. Yeah. Tardigrades, yeah. yeah. My friend just posted something about there's a little guy. Yeah, Brian, like I know he just posted this. I'm Brian K. Vaughn features him a lot in Paper Girls as well. Uh, I just started reading Paper Girls, really and it's did. incredible. It is really cool. Man, it's good. <laughs> I mean, anyway. yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> what Hellboy too. For Hellboy. Sure. Hellboy. These uh, like little like mandible kind of like that, weird, yeah. you know, it's like ugh, and it's and the fact that it just it's like um position too, like it's sort of like leaning over in on itself, like it has yeah. this sort of like maniacal like mincing kind of mm, feeling because yeah. it's like all like. Ugh, it's just gross. It's it's, it's bug like and it's also slimy looking and it's like um it's crab like. Yeah. It, it's like it's. He took just all the grossest parts of every animal and mushed it into a yeah. monster. Yeah. There's something very weird or, or off-putting about animals that don't have eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but just they can general. also sense you. Like yeah. there's, oh. this, this one, it's just teeth. Yeah. Like an eel with a horse mouth. 
But it yeah. has like gum line too, which is a whole yeah. added other element that I'm like, ah, yeah, these nasty gums. And then this like weird. thin, <laughs> this like thin, like membrane, uh, covering part of the mouth. You know what yes. I mean? Like you can get the sense of like the shadow of like a tooth behind it. It's like gnarly. It's so nasty. <laughs> it's great. And yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's perfect. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it does exactly the best. what it's meant to do. Yeah. yeah. It's like so disturbing and ugh. Um, yeah, and just Hellboy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready for that. Not even close to prepared for this thing jumping out at him. But, you know, he he expected something bad, but maybe not that immediately. <laughs> like, takes up this whole page and th- hurls him over onto some more debris, some more rubble. Um, he gets, he, it's like, you just, he starts talking usual Hellboy shit. Um, all right. I'm goddamn mad now. Come on. Picks up a like bent little sword from the debris. <laughs> um, they, you love that. Takes a like swipe a at kid. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, with like a toy sword. Yeah. There, it's like this know? little like silly. It's, it is bent. Like, it's like, yeah. you, like, you know, it's going to be useless. It's a, he like depicts it as a one line, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Not, it has no like weight to it at all. <laughs> Um, and he's just whacking away at it, doing nothing. It's, and then meanwhile, giving the like, um, Captain Ahab speech. Well, you from hell's heart, I stab at thee and all that. For hate's sake. I spit my last breath at thee. Oh, damned. It's funny that that's what he would like conjure up yeah. in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, Good I mean, line. eventually starts doing some damage as this like gold blood starts like spurting out. And it's like writhing and presumably screaming, I guess, or making whatever horrible sound it makes. And then it submerges itself back into the this like gold water. But then, yeah, you think you think it's subdued. You think you're going to drown me. You're going to have to do better. Oh, crap. And he gets fucking impaled (laughs) by one of these horrible nails, I guess. What do you call it? Whatever. Yeah. Legs. Yeah. He's just like completely and not like. Oh, maybe it missed the heart. It like is this. It has like the, you know, circumference of like a bowling ball through his yeah. chest. And, and it has that cool element of like what we've already discussed of like proportions just changing because it feels like it's the nail part of it has extended out. It's like, oh, yeah. it wasn't always that length. And yeah. you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is what it seems. And there's like. Just this little small, another small onomatopoeia with like, whoak. like yeah. you get the sense that it's just so fast and just happens and there's like nothing he could have done different. It's just going to happen. Like, and then he's almost like this great pale color. Mm-hmm. It's like reflecting the gold, but it's also him losing blood. And he's just like, looks bad immediately. Stuff is so dire. Well, So they sort of touch on this later in the story, but Hellboy dies then yeah right like he's dead Here? that's what they right. say i mean right? he, they literally say yeah, they, they say first he dies. Time that he's it's dies. pretty wild they say he dies yeah that's yeah. what i thought too i, I was rereading earlier I, thought, I was like that's oh it. he's he's actually dead now i mean there's I mean, no way back, around it really back, but like the, he's yeah because he's just so i mean that's your <clears throat> there's a that's your we body look cavities at, uh, i mean we'll let's keep going through it but it's like is he either he's really dead and it's the first time or I almost see a lot of this whole issue is foreshadowing for his future. Mm. Yeah. Like you could, after you, and I know more than Kate, of course, we both know more yeah. than Kate. It's like, I wonder when I we get to a certain point, 
At one moment, it's sort of actually sort of you've been spoiled in uh, the movie because they pulled lifted from hot, uh, Wild Hunt. Oh, yeah. But yeah. a lot Just of it like is like a small detail. Yeah, but there's a lot that I'm like, is this foreshadowing for down the line or not for this whole that issue? Would, that makes sense. I hadn't really thought of that. Yeah. Because a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to talk about it yeah. too much. Yeah. No, I think going. that you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as he's dying, close up shots again of Hecate. Uh, her speaking overlapped with uh, Malomi speaking, or not Malomi, excuse me, um, his conversation with the BPRD, like, where are you going, Africa? Yeah, is with Kate Corrigan. Yeah. Um, and then he's, like, hearing frozen. that and reaching for the sword, but he gets hurled up in the air and is just falling from, like, seemingly, like, hundreds of feet, crashes into this, you know... Uh, a great falling through a ceiling, which we haven't seen in a long time, I feel like. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a sad moment for it. That used yeah. to be a staple of uh, We could count on it at one comics. point. <laughs> yeah. It was like, he's going to draw this man falling through <laughs> with like all this rubble and cutting back to this uh, inquisitor and this priest of uh, Agdru Jihad basically bleeding out this gold they're kind of still like clashing with each other. And then the like, the like rivulet of, or like, you know, kind of small river of blood starts like just gushing forth, falling down. And he's, then we get this uh, priest of Akhtar Jihad talking about, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of stuff that we've seen before from like Rasputin of like giving the little history, but then he's going like, super into it like like he kind of is you get the sense he's gonna tell you more and it's like you said there's a lot of exposition in this mm -hmm. issue or these two issues i guess he's about to like get into it yeah yeah i love the silhouette on i, I think sort of jumped ahead but no 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 you're when, good uh, with hellboy on the floor and the the i don't know the the priest's yeah, for like, like lack of a better, you know. Yeah, like it, his his this, like disciple as the of skeleton, Jihad. yeah, mm -hmm. with all the spears still through him, the smoke but rising, standing, Ugh. and sort of like then the next page, the the cast I cast off my afflictions or cast I will cast off my afflictions. The spears shoot out of him. Yeah, he starts <laughs> to like build himself through Hellboy's oh, blood and matter. It's so good. Yeah, so yeah. eerie. Yeah, and this you see like from this dead heart, it like becomes vibrant again yeah. and vibrant and red and, the, and, and dave stewart again like you get the sense of like a dead heart yeah becoming alive yeah. again just you don't even hours. need like boom boom yeah. boom boom or yeah. any kind of like action line like nothing like that it's just like yeah injecting this bit of color into it it goes from being this like pale kind of thing to something alive again and it's like oh it can't be good that can't be good yeah i think from here on until the end of the issue dave stewart Dave Stewart is off the chain on his colors. Yeah. It's unreal. Crazy, yeah. So yeah, the priest continuing to talk about like how he's reborn. We see like more kind of cuts of these like I I don't know Sumerian like I don't know the like I feel like I'd have to take like art history class again to like yeah really it's almost like Indian a little bit to me. I don't know. Um, uh, it brings about a uh, just the oh my the flying they're like Buddha different like, like there seem to be like old? different um like eras of art like sculpture here like we have like i don't know this it doesn't seem like from one specific culture no. but it's like for it's sure. something that's like a true 
ancient history of Earth. It, that's been true across like the entire world, kind of like you get that sense. Which makes sense. He's talking about the true order and the true history. And, yeah. Like yeah. there's all like there's all this like there are all these like theories about like pre-written history, basically like that there's all this history that for like further back than we acknowledge now because like that stuff has all been like wiped away. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that's the, imp- that's what that makes me think of. Like that's the impression I get that all of these things are tied together, even though they're like disparate, they're, they're like different cultures and stuff like that. Like there's all this one, like we're about to get like this one truth. We're about to get like this beginning of the world essentially. Yeah. And then a little like inter, like a little inlay of the bell that Hellboy has. And then a cut back to, well, not cut back to, but like now just kind of a complete like tonal change from like these like deep, deep reds and maroons and uh, like heavy, heavy blacks to a light kind of like scene of birds flying. Yeah, storks, which was in the page right before in the corner. There's like in the same oh, artifacts nice. in the stone, there's a stork in that corner. Right? Yeah. Noticed that's that cool. this and I was like, oh, he's <laughs> leading us right to where we're next, where we're going. Just prepping you. He meets Malomi on this hill. Oh crap, am I dead? <laughs> Do you think that you are? I don't know. So like, it's still sort of up in. The, it's like we we don't know. It's either he's Hallboy doesn't know. In either he's dead or he's in the space between life and death. Yeah, I, it's very. It's like in his, and like this page is saying it's in his hands too to decide, which is wild. Yeah, <laughs> that maybe that tiny little maybe. Yeah, sort of sells he, he it. doesn't know, but yeah. there's something. Yeah, there's something there that I love. Yeah, he's just like deep contemplating. Like, does he want to be? You know, like, should he just give in at this point? Like, he's gone through so much. And Malomi asks him, "Are you ready for it to be over?" And he gives a "Not yet." Then you should live. As simple as that. You know better. And like that's it's just a very straightforward conversation that they're having. And then he apologizes for losing the bell to which he like immediately produces the bell in his hand like nothing's lost and gives it to him. So, yeah, it's this kind of thing of like he thought that he was defeated in a certain way, but it's like, no, no, like the same way that like this bell isn't lost. You kind of get the impression that hope isn't lost for Hellboy, Mm. that he can still change things and kind of live and die on his terms like how he wants to i love that sh- the like malomi's hands are really cool these like kind of gnarled hands yeah. that he has yeah. and Big then knuckles yeah and, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like these chunky like you get this like real sense of um Old the weight hands. of them yeah yeah, yeah. Very Old yeah. yeah. and then I, to I put them either. to put this like fragile like you know like transparent skin kind of a like this mm. little fragile hand on this big right hand of doom is really cool. And just the way he draws like stars in this too, like it's really, it's neat. It just looks like to me like an old map or like an ancient, it looks very ancient yeah. the way that the stars mm-hmm. are depicted there. And I like it. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great. I always like run, I feel like we get to a certain point and I'm just like, cool, sick, yeah, yeah oh, you're awesome. Great. Oh my like, gosh. It's just <laughs> how great this is. It's like, great, great. Um, Yeah, so he's, he is revived basically. He like decided not to die in that moment and God, he appears again before in this like really shitty situation. He's like chose to live, but it's still dire. Things are looking bad. He has a huge that hole in his chest when the, 
it asks him, this revived priest is like, what are you? And he's like, that's a damn good question. And that panel, that mm-hmm. hole is so gaping. Yeah. And like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's like, okay, that really happened. That was, this is like, happening. Punched through him. Ugh. Um, Those colors, though, of like the form priest in that panel. Oh, my God. And I love how the, the third panel and the sixth panel, the, the sort those sort of Kirby crackle dots. Yeah. It just expands out from the uh, one, two, three, four, from the fifth panel. Yeah. So it's all, it, it all ties everything together. Yeah. Yes. One, one great composition. Oh yeah. Like really it's frames him this yeah. like whole and his, the like texture of his like guts yeah. in here, almost like, not like mirror that, but like are, are like similar kind of like he mm-hmm. has this like you like you he does it so much where he'll like draw the eye with like a little panel like even like a little panel of either like solid black or like a color or something like that. But I feel like here he's doing it just with like texture within yeah. that image. It's really neat. And he's kind of stumbling, you know, he's not going to be up and throwing punches anytime soon he's but i still like he tries to be snarky here right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's his uh, you know you get very rasputin vibes from from this priest he of course they're like disciples of the same entity so like even like the fiery area on his chest and stuff yeah, like that it's very reminiscent like makes you th- it makes Rasputin's me think of, wound, yeah. yeah his wound and also his like dragon that like blue dragon that he had mm. it's just like a guy robed with like the you know these like silhouetted little eyes that are yeah it makes me think of that 100%. and also just his like beach just like speech is the way yeah. yeah i would agree 100 i think you're 100 right this yeah. man just came before him is all <laughs> before yeah. rescue i love this i don't know what your deal is pal but i uh thud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then, he was dead a second ago yeah so. damn <laughs> uh what are you <laughs> i feel like he's saying that like a teenager yeah. that's just like or like when somebody's like what are you doing what are you doing yeah, yeah. well it's, it's like a it's like a response to the page before i think it's the priest saying what are you yeah and then Pellboy's like what are yeah what are you yeah. <laughs> and oh. then what were you yeah what am i yeah and then he just goes on to explain that he's like re born from yeah. hellboy's blood that anatomy i'm panel. you now Ooh. like he's yeah. kind of like fucking with him in that way where it's like well I like whatever you had that gave you life. I now have it. So what is it? What are you even like? You're n- nothing at this point. Jesus, pal, you're making me dizzy. <laughs> like, <laughs> gives him a nice like, fuck you. And then um, just kind of saying that his enemy is totally defeated. He's like a bundle of sticks. I am reborn. I used to be a man. I and then they show him like depict him as like a priest who went to Central America, the Aztec city conquered by Hernan Cortez, August 13, 1521. So he, he went there and died there and he was born again in the vaults under that city and then was shown like under this Aztec pyramid, basically the, the actual origin of the world, basically. Yeah, and three golden sheets. I love that. Yeah, three golden tablets. Yep, reminded me yeah. of my dumb religion I grew up in, Book of Mormon, because their whole thing is that Joseph Smith was given golden plates. Of that's oh, what yeah? the Book of Mormon was written on. Oh, cool. So as I read this, I was like, <laughs> I was like, just laughing. Like, <laughs> I guess this whole idea of something being like 
in like metal or stone or some like giving it this like permanence and reality. It's yeah. Like so important that it was carved into this thing. And I laughed wow. and went, the Book of Mormon is as real as this comic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Manuel's point is. is the Book yeah. Of Mormon is right. yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's exactly right. I think, Kate, what you were saying, I like that, like, we're going to inscribe this this truth on stone or in metal yeah. because it is then immortal, except it's not because yeah. you just melt it and that's fucking gone. It's just gone. Yeah. And I like that. These that things was, that you thought were, like, so tangible in there. The, the ignorance and the arrogance. Like, yeah, this arrogant, is a, yeah. yeah, like. Totally. Yeah, because, yeah, immediately it's, like, taken away from him. Um, but he, you know, at that point he had memorized it. He knew. Which is also very cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is actually immortal because yeah. <laughs> I, I have remembered it. So, yeah. That's, like, the only way you, you know, unless you kill him, that you can destroy it. Yeah. And then <laughs> Which they do. Um, yeah, which I they guess. do. He was returned to Spain, given over the Inquisition. We get some nice... Um, you know, beauty shots of some terrible torture devices. I love that. What yeah. was done to me there, I do not remember with just the pictures of yeah, the just red is, over yeah. it. Like, so it ominous. Was bad. <laughs> like right. bad enough that this demon is like, I don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to go into yeah. those yeah. details. Yeah, don't worry sad. about it. No one needs to relive a, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a tough time for yeah, me. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, he was rescued by a secret order. And I like that his little, his like asterisk here, his note, probably the Rosicrucians, I guess. This but weirdly. But to put in probably is such a Mignola thing, I think, <laughs> to be like, it's probably this. But yeah. like, it's like, don't worry your brain over it too but much. But that also, weirdly, when I read that, gave me, like, it gave it a feeling of authenticity. Mm -hmm. Because I do think that, like, when you watch like discuss like if you happen to stumble across like a history channel thing about like old they sort of never give it definitive dates they always mm -hmm. go like it was probably a range between here and this mm -hmm. so we can guess it was probably this yeah. no one can actually nail it down and for right. some it's reason like we can't say definitively what yeah. yeah what it was and i love that touch because i think you're right it's very manually but it also for me was like it gave it more of like a actual worldly sense of yeah. like that's cool we're that's guessing probably because more what he was going <laughs> for with that. well i know the rosicrucians were a real organization yeah uh <laughs> so yeah that's <laughs> i love that yeah it's cool yeah he's talking about he was rescued by this by this group brought to this place to hide me with all of these other artifacts of uh, different ancient civilizations, you know, Atlantis, Lemuria, Ur. Do you know what Babylon. Ur is? Because I looked it up and it kept just going, to, I kept bringing up Uru. And I was like, I don't want to talk about the metal that Marvel made up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. Because um, you don't know, maybe some of our listeners, we have, we have, like a, we have some professors that you know. heard of. Wait. Ur was a city have, in we the We have guys that we call professors that oh, are so cool. our listeners that are way smarter than us. So I, I know, I recognize the other names, but... Uh, and if, Hyperborea is there somewhere too, right? Yeah, we yeah. get to that. Yeah, he gets super into it. Which is pretty cool. This is saying Ur, Ur was a city in the region of Sumer, southern Mesopotamia, in what is modern day Iraq. Nice. So, yeah, just like a ancient. Cool. Yeah, ancient Mesopotamian city. What so I'm about old. to love is that he, the, the choice after this, when we start to get into, when we move from artifacts to the actual history of the world, how the white panels almost disappear. The paneling. It, oh yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. fascinating choice to make. Yeah, to change it in the midway like that, and they'll the, come the, back, the, yeah. and it's like it's almost like a true like way to be like we're moving away from 
his story, his like mm-hmm. own personal experience to just the knowledge mm-hmm. for a while. And then it will, when it creeps back into it, into it, will return to those. Yeah. Just choices like that. When you reread them, like it just puts an effect on you, even mm-hmm. if you're subconsciously not well, you catching it. You wouldn't it. notice it. I mean, typically first time reading it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's definitely a conscious choice. Yeah. But now we're getting into that crazy, this wild telling of the beginning of time. Yeah. And this also gives us context for like why we've been seeing so many different uh, like pieces of art from all over the world. They've all been like gathered here to preserve and hide them basically. Keep yeah. Them and since this man was, he had read the book and now he is the book essentially. He knows everything, even the beginning of time. Ooh. <laughs> even to the depth and breadth of the abyss. Like I didn't notice this, this until now because in rereading it again and is that it has all those ancient languages that we've seen yeah. mm-hmm. in the flames around uh, the priest in this panel as he starts to talk about the beginning of time. It's it's like we've seen that before, like uh, Rasputin has spoken and it's been sort of in those, symbol, those old ancient symbols. Oh, yeah. And that's just cool that the flames are all full of different ones around mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Oh, Dude, little yeah. touches. So far. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and then he like... You know, I feel like so many times before it's been sort of like, I know these ancient secrets. And then it's like, okay, I'll have to take your word for it. This guy is like, I know these ancient secrets. Yeah. Here they all are. Yeah. yeah. So like, oh, okay. Holy yeah. shit. We're getting into it. Um, So it's pretty exciting to see like, this is like Mignola's, like you said, like his version of the yeah, history of the it. Truth. And it's yeah. like, here it is. This is how it went down. Um, Yeah. Basically all of these spirits coming to earth to watch over it. I love the design of the, the, Angels, the watchers, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. yeah they're just of sort of like flame, yeah, with like skeletons. sort of, yeah, like somewhat human. It like, yeah, makes them. It makes it. The, it's like alien and human all yeah. in once. Like it's, it's really neat. I, I was trying to think. I don't know if you guys know or if I'm making this up. I think that there are non-canonical Catholic texts. That talk about something sort of like this with watchers and Gregorian monsters and things that took place on Earth before humanity. I mean, probably. I think you are right. And I've only heard of them, yeah. not read them, of course, because even um, this is making me think of the Darren Aronofsky's Noah. If you saw mm-hmm. that, a lot of the first part is like almost not identical to this because they don't have the jihad, of course, and right. the, the dragons. But it's that idea of like, there's these watchers yeah. and then they break a vow with God of like, Oh, I'm not going to interfere. Right. And they, they smash in the world and become those big. And that's what yeah. the, and, and some of the mythologies, I believe those angels that fell to help humans are like the first giants as well. Or yeah. Golems. There's like, there's like Gregory. And then there's like different, like besides the like different echelons of like, there's like Seraphim and different, like they're, I think there are nine orders of angels. I was yeah. There's like a a crazy amount of classes. Yeah, because archangel is one of those classes. And they're crazy looking too. Like in the the biblical descriptions are like thousands of eyes on eighteen wings and like all this cool shit. Like comic books. It's comic comic now. Religion's gotten so boring. It's like uh, they're just in white robes. Monsters. Yeah. Religion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I need some more like sick cool monsters because it's probably all like construed from older myths and all this cool stuff. 
Uh, yeah, but that, well, it's that's kind of like, like even that. almost what you were saying earlier with like classical art. Like, I don't know what a thing like what's a weird yeah. thing. A bunch of eyes is weird, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's unknowing to us. I bet it's like that. I bet it's like that. Yeah. 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 Like uh-huh. God said, it could see everything. So yeah, uh, how yeah. do I see? Yeah, like I bet taking that's things exactly in a literal it, actually, way. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that shit's cool. Yeah, uh, and these great. guys look so like they just look so cool and like mm-hmm. ethereal and strange. Something really weirdly delicate about them, especially yeah. compared to the Agdu Agdru Jihad. Yeah, uh, especially on the next page when we see they're like wispy. Yeah, yeah, they create the one of them created Agdru Jihad from mud. The rest of them are like encircling him in this in this image. Which is kind of like the golem, like you were saying, like that's the traditional golem. Yeah, how he starts a stone and from, then it brought yeah. to life. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, he's pulling from all this. It's stuff. so yeah, it's he's, brilliant. It's very smart. Yeah, I love this image of it in its first stone form with yeah. it circling around. I think that's that's gorgeous to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's haunting and gorgeous. And it's it just very has, spooky and gives mm-hmm. you a sense of like. I mean, if we're to look at them and see like this is the general shape of like a skull and like ribs. So you can imagine like they're about human size and then they're surrounding Agdur Jihad, which is enormous. It's like gargantuan. (laughs) And then it was given life, but it didn't really have life until night fell, which is like cool that like, it makes me think of like Hecate because like, Hecate is like a traditionally like uh, like sort of uh, like in like Greek shit. It's like she's in charge of like darkness and mm-hmm. she's like the goddess of like the dark side of the moon and cool shit like that. Uh, so like yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like um, kind of on this. She's like on the same like level as this thing. Like I don't know. It, it just like it just makes me like associate those things in my mind. Yeah. Um, when it's so poetic too, darkness entered into it. Yeah, and gave it life. Is is gave to it all yeah. its parts, function and purpose. Yeah, function and purpose. Like it, it exists to create darkness and to, I don't know, yeah. destroy. Yeah, it, and then we. This is where Saduham came from because it says, and it caused it to deliver out of itself the first living creatures on earth, mm-hmm. the three hundred and sixty nine Adrudhem. Which are just bugs. I mean, yeah. they're just like, yeah. The design is, is super creepy, bugs. but some of them are just like it's a big ass bug. That's a close up of a bug, yeah. <laughs> which is scary. Plus, <laughs> it like, is like scary. a couple extra eyes. The idea of one so big that you could like see the details with you know. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's why in the fifties there was all those movies with just giant bugs. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> there's like way ahead in in this story. Uh, there's a little panel of of one of the Ogdhem entombed under Stonehenge, and it's a flea. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's stylized a little bit, but they're just I yeah. mean that's not lazy at all. I think that's smart and creepy. Like, yeah. It gives it like ties it, it to makes our all world. of these other little things. Yeah, it makes them feel like, oh, that's like a remnant of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ancient exactly. thing. Yeah. But we just don't think about it like that. It's yeah. neat. The watchers also hated it. They were like, ew, gross bugs. And, um, ew, what did you make? I hate that. I want to hit it with lightning. Charles, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> it is kind of like it is like one one of the watchers made this and then gave it life and then they all turn on him right yeah <laughs> the rest of them were like no nope. it was one one yeah it says then that watcher who had dared to create mm-hmm. them dared to raise his hand again so he tries to stop yeah, them yeah and he's the one that imprisons them he like does he all the work up his own mess yeah he cleans up his own mess yeah. and then they're like then well they fuck you dude him to bits yeah hurls them into the abyss but you know it's too late they turned against that one 
and they tore him to bits and devoured every part except for one part. Guess what it is? It's your hand, dude. And right hey, hand. screw you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is such an amazing it. reveal at this point to be like, oh, holy fuck. Yeah. Your hand that you have on you is created these things. Yeah. Right, the hand of an angel who created these world ending monsters. <laughs> it's like, does this, I can't remember. How does it, have we met, we have met Hellboy's father. Already. We have not met him We've directly. Seen him. We've seen him in a vision that Hellboy in the, in has the, in the church. Yeah. Yes. Hellboy right? goes to the church and sees That's what his I'm thinking mother of. And, and he father. looked at him. Yeah. That's yeah. the, but he the, hasn't the, talked to him. He hasn't directly mm-hmm. spoken to Hellboy as it does of happen, yet. Though, right? But he looks at him, he's like, in that he's like, he's saying, my favorite son. Right, and then yeah. he looks at, at right. That's we have such it. a cool bit. Yeah. But yeah. that does, the thing I'm thinking of, with the, I'm talking specifically this? to Mark David Christensen now. Yeah, yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I symbolize okay. something to right. not try to not. What happened? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he like yeah, just mimed getting a hand. That is, I think, officially revealed later on in like Hellboy and Hell, like how oh, he got that the late? Right. I think okay. it's pretty late. Okay. Um, Because that's also shit. That I think in that moment when we get that full description of how he got the right hand of yeah. doom is also when we got his official birth date as well. Okay. Sorry, Kate. I know those spoilers. are all a little like spoilers and talk. Uh, <laughs> I usually forget the spoilers anyway, so it's a-okay. there's a lot that happens. There's so much. Yeah. This is such and dense. Like, like a dense. Said, one, even, yeah. if, even if you know what's coming, like it's still an enjoyable. Yeah, you still want to experience and read it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, me revisiting it, I'm like, it's like I, I know so Romeo and Juliet really die, but it's like. That doesn't the take journey away there. from the pros. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just continuing to explain to Hellboy, like, that's a piece of you. You're part of this. And tells him, screw you. It's going to be bad, basically. <laughs> yeah. And these, like, new race of people are coming. Uh, well, he doesn't really talk about them just yet. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself about the frogs. But he's talking about the golden people that are now right. like based yeah. on like the worship. That, and this is where this is where so Hyperia comes. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't realize it was the, the an ancient culture in the North Pole. I wasn't aware of that. That's so fascinating. This, is it? That's what it says. In these, I don't know. But I I mean, just the idea like of like a Conan civilization that's now too. just yeah. under ice yeah. is so fascinating to me. I mean... If we're to believe that there was one point where all the continents were attached right. and then they drifted away into the North Pole, then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll, sure. I'll buy it. If I buy that. I think it's like another Greek Pangea. mythology thing. It. Yeah. It's like a ancient race of people, basically. But this is like they're taking it, or Mignol is taking it as like the first people. Oh, yeah. So anyway, these uh, original angels are like, they're dispersed, basically. Some of them go to the pit, read hell, or some of them stay on earth and start making monsters and some of them go to uh heaven basically storm passed and the lesser spirits were allowed to assume shapes and became the first men the golden people that's like hyperborea and that this like hand still existed and was entombed in uh this uh golden bowl and then thoth thoth could i say it right i think you got it right okay who is uh, the last great king of Hyperborea, often Obviously. credited with uh, inventing the written word, of course. But As Mignola we all know. gives you that. <laughs> you're, you're taught that in your, your yeah. in elementary school. Yep, yeah. yep, I remember it. <laughs> all of this evil shit I would have loved to learn in elementary school. This would have been this was <laughs> way like, cooler. So neat. I would have paid more attention. Yeah. Mm. So he thought like entombed it in this sculpture of himself. 
Uh, but then some he was seduced by black goddess and the temples profaned and things are terrible and it wept to see all good things pass away and then it came down from its pedestal and I guess Toth or the sculpture throws itself down. I think the sculpture, the sculpture destroys, destroys the world. Destroys it, destroys the world and then destroys itself. itself. Yeah. yeah. And like all pieces shattered except of course the right hand of doom. Uh, I don't believe it. You do. Shut up. It's funny, especially here, but in, in other Hellboy stories too, for as sophisticated, I'm sure this is intentional, yeah. but as sophisticated as the story is, and as sophisticated as some of the villains are, Hellboy is a child yeah. for, for a lot of it. Like, yeah. shut up. And I don't, and like, he just swears or he's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But he's like a little shitty kid. Yeah, you know? totally. But he's our, he's our protagonist and he's great, but it's, yeah, especially in here where there's all these sophisticated ideas and he's like, shut up. Yeah. Nuh-uh. And I guess that's how it would feel like he, although there's like aspects of him, like, of course, his like hand is this ancient thing. But he's like relatively young compared to all of these like fucking ever existing uh, beings that have, you know, that were around when in the beginning times or like Like, I I, I totally agree. Like he does feel like that. And I feel like that's him. That's him like straight manning for the reader and 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 just being comparably younger, I guess, than these like other. I mean, that's true. Crazy things. Millennia old. Fucking deity. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, Hellboy's like, age too is weird. I don't. Want, like, yeah, totally. I think you guys have talked about it on the show. Yeah, too, but because like, sometimes he has like mature sexual relationships, and sometimes he's like, mm, yeah, like shut up, yeah, shut up. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, and uh, I, I feel like they've in the comics. You sort of like we let it go, but we never even see him in his teenagers. We've seen yeah. him a young boy. And then it's like, oh, you're sort of like early 20s into like, I guess, 30s or and higher. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like, well, even and he's like, a demon. So you just like sort of go, well, you're only half human. So mm. you're not going to age the same. Yeah. So. so he's got like the sort of the emotional maturity of a much younger thing. Than, yeah. Than yes. Physical maturity of. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. For sure. A big deal. Yeah, because, yeah, he has. And, like, that being said, like, his youngness, he is, like, around for 100 years and, like, or I don't know. What I would he be, like, true too. I don't know 80. what, when does this take place? Do we have any any idea for, like, his Hellboy's born into our world in, like, 45, yeah. right? Like, yeah. World War Two, And then. I believe this does have a year to it. I'd have to guess because it, it's, it, I'd have to do the math of when it figures out because I know it is in there. Yeah. I feel like I, I bet I, if I ran out of my bedroom, I think I have like the, they just released like the time, the timeline oh, of I all. Seen that. That's I'll, cool. I'll go grab it. Keep talking about I'll the issue. That, that, that does sound cool. So you don't have to wait for me. My <laughs> assumption just reading it would be whatever the publication date was. Like, I feel like this is the oh, pre- really? present. In 2000, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I but have no I, idea. But I had, but I wasn't like, but he does that often where it's like 60s, but he'll like yeah. say most yeah. of the time. That's true too. This too, I feel like he, Mignola always, well, it doesn't always, but like, I feel like sometimes he'll say like, Hellboy is kind of based on him a little bit. He's like sort of this like mm. representation of him. And I bet like, I mean, all of this is like every aspect of it, the like ancient elements of it, the like historical and art elements of it, like all of the sophisticated parts are also coming from him. But like 
I feel like in the face of all of that, Hellboy being so childish almost, it's like his, it's like him futilely fight. It's another way to just like emphasize the like how futile and small mm. and childlike he seems in comparison to all of this like big heavy shit. That's, yeah. And I don't know if, well, I, I don't know if Mignola feels that way because he's. So I think Kate's a smarty. right that this is, it's go more closer to the publication. I've so never this seen is sweet. this. They brought it out, I think, on the 25th anniversary. When we went to the, I thought you grabbed this one. This was at the comic shop? I thought, yeah. No, I didn't I grab I thought you this. grabbed one. And then wow. at the Ooh, back, you have cool. like this big timeline. So it starts in 1880. So that's all like Witchfinder. Oh, so it's the whole cool. Mignola verse. Right. But if you look oh, at the <laughs> Hellboy. This is very cool. So this the Seed of Destruction is taking place in the 90s. I think it's like 92. Uh, but so if we're in strange places right now, in a sense. Yeah. Like we're 2000s. in the early yeah, 2000s. Like, yeah, you're right. Cool. Whoa. So. Oh, that's a cool little. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a great. Closer look Take at a picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah really. <laughs> I do love graphs in that sense, like this. <laughs> like if, like right now, reading the uh, I mentioned earlier, like reading John the new X Men currently by Jonathan Hickman. One of my favorite things about so that man good, is that his, his God. It's so good. It's so good. But his like his like obsession with making like graphs for and along with his stories there's like half the reason I will pick up a Hickman yeah because yeah. you're just like cool I know I'm gonna get a checks off like in an organizational <laughs> box in your brain and I'm something. not an organizational person yeah. I just think he makes it me makes it look like organizations organization is fun <laughs> That's and cool. visually compelling here sorry the uh so so according to your graph 2005 yes. Hellboy washes up on an island off the coast of Portugal he is visited by Hecate, who gives him a message that will that they will be together at the end of the world ah. 2005 so Cool. Yeah, there you go. It. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> we solved that. This is such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is neat. I'm, I'm sad that you didn't get Should one. Hang I that up. That, yeah. Listeners who can't see it, it's very cool. They definitely, yeah. a lot of our listeners know exactly yeah, what we're looking cool. at. Should post a picture of it. There's definitely a digital one online. Or I'm, I'm so nice. One for sure. Yeah. It's cool. I it's like cool. it. Because it does get confused, complicated at least. Or no, confusing too for me at least. Like there's a lot, even looking at the graph now, there's Hellboy BPRD. Hellboy and the BPRD, Abe Sapien stuff, Lobster John, like all of it ties together. Uh, but but they're all separate stories. Yeah, totally. Keeping everything straight is kind of tricky. I got to give it oh, to Scott cool. Alley, keeping it straight. <laughs> the editor. Good on like, Scott Alley, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And look, even on this uh, poster that I, on the backside, we have our, our, our last oh, king of oh, Hyperia. Yeah. yeah. At the very that. top. Oh, that's so the whole good. huge oh, I history. Love the new Abe Sapien at the bottom. Yeah, we haven't met him yet. But Oof. our uh, we saw like his origin. Figures. Yeah, we've seen yeah. his origin so far. I'm getting oh, the I, impression I to that. Yeah, one yeah, that yeah. You guys just did. <laughs> it gets, did you guys read? This has nothing to do with anything. Did you guys read the Abe Sapien series? From I a have not years yet. Ago? It's good. I uh, raised my hand like I was in a class <laughs> just now <laughs> that no one could see. I uh, have not. No. <laughs> <laughs> very honest of you to not have done the homework. I do feel like uh, it's I, good. I'm a huge fan of Hellboy, yeah. and I always feel a little like like our listeners are going to get mad at me because like yeah. I profess to being this huge Hellboy fan, but I really have only completed in full completion Hellboy the comic book storyline, yeah, yeah. and then I know only from here and there on the, all of the rest. Yeah. And this podcast is along with Kate. It's like I get to dive into everything. Yeah, it's you very know. Cool. Yeah. So. 
Where were we in the story? I don't know. <laughs> well, basically, we're, we're learning the history of the world. Yeah, we're yeah, still learning which the is of the world. wild because we're gonna go through this whole history lesson, then we'll get back to like classic, like if we will get rushed back into like classic Hellboy, let me beat you up yeah. stuff, which is funny to go through this history lesson and then back to what we know. Yeah, I think that's kind of Hellboy in a nutshell, like these huge ideas and these huge stories, and then an issue of. Nothing, kind of like yeah. yeah. He just beats up a ghost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I've described I described Hellboy to, to other people like this. Where I'm like, it's genuinely one of my favorite comics for any number of reasons. But I'm like, some of the issues are just like Hellboy goes to a haunted house, yeah, like beats up a mummy, and then he's like, well, that was weird, and then that's the <laughs> yeah, end, that's and it. that's the whole fucking story. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. That's the whole thing. And then there's also stuff like what we're talking about now, just which this is like, like heavy shit. It's super heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like have to read it several times heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you should have your own little journal to track everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's And that's pretty much where, what this guy's doing for us. He's our little book of history right now. Tossed sculpture threw itself from the peak of this cliff and then it, the hand survived. And now he's like, you basically, Hellboy is this, you, you know, you're just keeping the hand warm until we yeah. need to use it. So why don't you stay here in my place of bones with all the, like, this little museum of ancient shit and just hang tight. Yeah, until, treating him like an artifact, even mm-hmm. because yeah, he's attached like, to this. That's pretty much what we're here for. You are just like, you're just here. Um, I got really giddy reading this right now in this moment because it tied in directly to what we're in the middle of with BPRD Mm -hmm. because it's like oh the frogs and he's mentioning the frogs and Hellboy's not been privy to any of that Mm. and I just was like oh that's so fun yeah if you were reading at this time like picking up both off the shelves and be like oh yeah it's all tying together I'm a little nerd for story (laughs) exactly it's exactly like Angel (laughs) and Buffy (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm sure that these fandoms cross over people are nodding their heads at home Um, yeah so and so this like priest continues to talk and now he has like this little halo that is reminiscent of like all the watch surrounding yeah uh, Audrey Jihad and then he's saying that Audrey Hem were defeated by the watchers but that doesn't mean they're all gone some of them are still here there's our flea underneath yeah, the, the one, yeah. yeah underneath Stonehenge just like it, it also is so funny like even just in that panel it's like it explains Stonehenge it's like there is yeah, a lock a to keep in this lock. thing yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like but it's such a throwaway like one panel thing so it like gives you like all these great mysteries of the earth. It's like, Oh, this is all like part of it. Yeah. Gives it like all of that meaning. You think the person that made Stonehenge always roll his rolls in his grave. Every time somebody makes a different nah, uh, use of it. He's like, I wish it oh, was that. Sick. It was a fucking clock. I just wanted to see the stars. Yeah. The, yeah. Like yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that one was over here sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was just a, an art installation. <laughs> <laughs> first, All my like, friends came out to look at it. Yeah. It was really cool. It's just an old ancient, the first exactly. person, person that was pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Scotland Handed out flyers. They've all been destroyed. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I'm picturing a tour guide going like, and our first sign of pretension, Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, the very first one in recorded history. Very good. <laughs> uh, and then Hellboy, of course, like cuts him down or tries, you know, tries to be dismissive by being like, geez, pal, I've known some guys who could talk, but you win. <laughs> like, and he's just continuing. I he like just that. He just sort of steamrolls. He's like, yeah. I'm not 
It's like they're stirring, you're like a child. He, yeah, he's Let not me like keep telling my story. And that's the difference between like him and Rasputin. I feel like Rasputin would sometimes be like, "You're insulin or whatever." Yeah. Like he would kind of be, he would acknowledge that and was like more human in that way. Mm. Um, this guy seems to be just. He's just this, not shook about it all. Yeah, yeah. he's just as you just say. Yeah, he just looks at him like you're a tool. Yeah, and I think I think that plays into a little bit more of Rasputin's character and sort of like where we last left him, too, is like how Baba Yaga's like sort of going like you're sad because you don't realize you're just a tool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I remember reading that, or, or even rereading it and and realizing that as a reader too, like this big bad. From the very first Hellboy stories, it's kind of nothing. Yeah, yeah. But he scary, wants but to be more. Yeah, but he <laughs> wants to be bigger, and he's not. He's he's yeah. nothing. He's just I the assistant that. manager of evil and this whole thing. <laughs> assistant to the manager. Yeah, yeah. assistant <laughs> to the manager of evil. <laughs> this uh, guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh God, so brutal. And like just cool deep red with the yellow glowing eyes, which we'll see like he's slowly turning into something that like as a reader, you're not even sure what's happening yet. Like you think maybe it's just another like cool color choice. But, you know, he's like like imbued with this like Hellboy blood. And so he's kind of looking a little Hellboyish, which, of course, if yeah. you like read the comic, you know what's happening. But, yeah, it's like it's not overt. Like he, this change is kind of happening as he's explaining. So like we're ingesting all of this like world history and also like. This is where the, this like race of new man, these like frog people is like coming into play. We see one of their like altars that they've been setting up in the BPRD with all of the like human skulls and like uh, uh, candles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, he's like, yeah, they're preparing the world. The world is uh, going to be handed over to these people. Um, It's all true. It's all going to happen. And proven by the miracle of my blood, the... The what? My the, my enemies hunted me to this place and murdered me. But as Sadu Hem was reborn out of the blood of Gorinium, so Orgo Hem was reborn here out of my blood, testament to the power of my faith. And then like Whoa. it's like this blood exchange, crazy ritual thing is happening. Now he has his blood and like, oh shit, he's looking very demonic. And I love the human race. I'll be their savior. So he's talking about like kind of like antichrist kind of shit a little bit to in my mind. That's what it's making me think. Yeah. Of. Or even just being now we're the new, like, it's like almost we're going to be the rulers of over all of the humans. Yeah. I'm, in a sense, looking at your like you're being evil in the sense of like, oh, we're going to now take control of the world. But you're seeing yourself as like. This is the way it needs to be, and you'll you'll be you'll it's praise like an evolution me for that. in their mind. Like yeah. it's like this is the real god, and we're all going to worship these gods. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I I didn't understand what was going on here. In the next page, too, where he's saying, uh, "But I would rather they will not see. I will cut out their eyes. I love the human race." So the, his whole plan this whole time was to destroy the human race. Correct, like through the right hand of doom and like bringing back the Agju Jihad. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that's been there. But now he's saying that he would. I, I don't. I don't. I guess I didn't understand what's happening. No, I get saying, what you're saying because he's, he's like, saying I that. would destroy that instead of letting them suffer under the plague of frogs. But like, surely that was the whole point, right? The plague of right, frogs to, to come bring to like, Jihad yeah, back. Subject to the reptile is that the the that's the, the dragon. dragon, yeah, right. To bow and, uh, yeah, and he says, I knew it too. That is a little confusing. So I wasn't sure if that was, I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I, I, now I'm getting, I get it. Let's see, but I would rather destroy my people than suffer under a plague of frogs. 
But is it is it either is it saying that like I'm I'm very curious I, now I'm, I'm mm. uh, yeah it is confusing because is he saying that like we need to rush to the end and like get because the the right hand of doom in a sense is saying that it will bring about the dragon that that's mm-hmm. a, and therefore yeah. it will destroy all of the world right whereas like the plague of frogs in a sense means that they will that they will rule and meaning it will all become this new sort of like reptilian race that's it's a new life form, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the dragon is brought back in the end of the world. It means it will be a new world. So he wants, he just wants the dragon. Yeah. That's what I'm picking up right, right, right. now. I'm breaking it down and saying, he's just like, let's get to the point. Use the right hand of doom. Oh, so yeah. that we skip the, the, then have to suffer. We'll just destroy fucking everything by bringing back. Right. So like, ha- to, to be dr- subject to the reptile is what he's saying. Okay. He does not want them to be the subjects of, he doesn't want anything at all. Yeah. I think he's it's like nothing it's to like bow, Hecate's to, saying to Hellboy, like you sh- we should end this here now quickly because other it'll make us avoid suffering. Is that right. almost what he's saying in a way? I think so. Now that we're really breaking it down, maybe love to hear know. from our listeners on this. It also yeah, makes yeah, me think of like you know he's been killed moments ago by this like Inquisitor. It's like kind of a similar theme of like you're killing all these people but for to save them in some way like it's this kind of twisted logic of that i don't know if that's trying to like mirror that or something yeah. i don't know yeah well i do think there's twisted logic in there either way <laughs> i was reading this earlier and i thought i just don't know if i get i wasn't sure if I, if I got yeah because it, it seems like pretty straightforward up yeah, until up to this point it's here. like okay and then it seems that even even help was here we go is i thought Oh, wait, now, does he want to be worshipped? Does, does our priest want to be worshipped? No. He wants... I don't know what he wants. I guess I, I, I still... I think that you guys are right. I think that it's probably, like, rather than have a new world, like, the whole plan of the dragon is no... is nothingness. Nothingness. Like, and that's I think, the scariest thing of all. Like, that mm, just oblivion. That's what I'm picking up yeah, on. It's like, let's not right. go through that. This plague of frogs. Let's just end it. Right. Because I've we I've already we've seen the suffering and in a sense maybe it's like looking at all of since the dragons imprisonment all we've had is suffering mm-hmm. mm. and so right. now I would rather rather than have another age of a different type of suffering right. under the under the subject of the reptile let's just fucking get it over with that actually I think that's oh. that tracks <clears throat> excuse me that tracks to to just jump ahead for a little yeah. bit to the end or end ish where Hellboy even says something like you know you're not a bad, you know, like, I think you meant well. I think that you, your heart was in the right place, I guess. Yeah. Like, he, he becomes sort of sympathetic. Yeah, I don't think he's right here. Uh, it's just two pages, because now we're getting yeah. into the him just hitting yeah, him. Okay, yeah. I love that he hits him the first time, and it flashes to um, what, uh, his his little friend that gave him the bell. I just can't uh, think yeah. of his name. Um, um, Malomi. <laughs> Malomi. I love all that. But I think mm. right after he's holding the bell as he hits him, I love that. Yeah. Like the bell's giving him power. That big boom. <laughs> he yeah, yells boom. Yeah. Gotta love that. <laughs> um, but I think you're right. He says here, as he's picking up the spear, he's like, you know, pal, I don't think you're a bad guy. I think you meant well. It's the blood. You're Poor wearing. bastard. You're wearing the you're wearing the wrong guy's blood. What a good line. Oof. <laughs> yeah. But then too, like in the, and then the next page, it's it's crazy because like you're wearing the wrong guy's blood. Hellboy is referring to the dragon. Yeah. But He's wearing Hellboy's blood, yep. you know. And he's all fool. You said it yourself. Yeah. It's your blood, idiot. Cut me, and who bleeds for it? 
He's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got hurt off that wound. It's very tricky. Interesting. Yeah. Comics is smart, guys. Yeah, comics is smart. Mm-hmm. And me, dumb. <laughs> I'm trying to put... But this is a great thing. I love this because I think sometimes we just quietly, you know, read and go, we love it. And yeah, then this yeah. is like really getting into it. Like there is a deeper things because I think this is starting to play into also... And we'll get more to this in when we hit the epilogue. Mm-hmm. People like mm-hmm. Gruagak and them have like, they're not, they don't want this other, other world is not everybody is like, oh, we just want to destroy everything. Yeah. They're like, no, we're going to die too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Our fantasy and our, our world of fairies and, and supernatural will go with the yeah. human world. Whereas these some these priests and things are like we want to bring about this demon just end it just all end and everyone's like no yeah that's that's one that's a great point like what a strength of the story in general is that there are all these vi or powers vying for whatever their agenda is yeah. you know what I mean like usually bad but not all of it is super villain bad it's not yeah. all end of the world so yeah. like we want to survive or we want to be left alone or we want you know. Our eye back. Yeah. yeah. Our eye back. <laughs> or I'm stuck in this pig form. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what a crazy... A uh, well, I don't want to talk... We'll get to the epilogue and we'll talk I mean, about of, it. Like, of, of all the characters to have to turn into like the crux of Hellboy story, it's it's Graugach. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Like a, a little, ba- little demon imp- <laughs> tried to be a baby and then Hellboy tricked him. And that's the end of the world. Yeah. Like, that's what brings yeah. about the actual end of our story. That's the guy. I mean, or, you know, maybe. He's in, like, the new movie. They, like, really Every, ramp him up. Yeah. yeah. Is I saw I th- on the trailer, too, is uh, Captain uh, Di- Daimyo? Daimyo? Yeah, Ben is Daimyo's he? in it. Is yeah. he? Does he Great have act- his... His form? Yeah. Yes. That's he goes super into cool. His form. What a cool thing. It's... Or maybe it's not. Dave didn't like it as much as... I just think they... It's MGC too traditional like it. of, like, just a wear... Jaguar okay. versus like you know how fucking weird it oh, is when he's so in the good form. in the comics. Yeah. We'll get to that. I'm kid. very excited. <laughs> you okay? I was listening to to you guys just recently. You were talking about James Heron, the yeah, artist. Yeah. I love his stuff. And yeah, I was I first went to introduced school with that dude. No way. Yeah, I went to it's Bucks amazing. County Community College with this man, and then he was that good. Like in college, he was amazing. Tell and him I love his work, dude. I I I haven't been in touch with him the whole time. Like literally, that's I was just. In, that's so I, cool. I saw like I have kind of been following him since because mm-hmm. I'm like, of course you're going to be a professional comic artist. You're crazy. And I think he lives in New York still. I know he like went to like SVA up in New York, um, but I haven't really lost touch with him. And oh, wow. I, I, I'm seriously going to like try to be like, Hey, I like sat behind you in art history class. Yeah. Do you want to be like on the phone with this podcast? Yeah. Like, um, but if, you know, if he responds to me, then certainly I'll oh, tell him you said do. great job. Well, I, I love his, well, the reason I bring it, I mean, I genuinely love his work. He's so But I, I was first good. found him on uh, BPRD stuff where he's doing Damio as uh, in the Wear Jaguar. Yeah. And the Wendigo. He draws great knuckles. Yeah. Like, draw, I, yeah, very like, creepy. I, like, it's always these kind of like weird sapien sort of like this kind of knuckle you know what i, I can't mean? wait to get to that he's stuff. just great like it's, he's so yeah. talented and good um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to hit him up anyway yeah I'm gonna try <laughs> and then i'll tell him Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> we will um because honestly that would probably carry some more weight than like or i don't know uh, who knows i bet he would talk to us though hell yeah uh yeah i think you will <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure um yeah uh yeah so anyway this shit is going nuts 
stuff's going really bad for Hellboy. He's getting hurt every time he lashes out against this thing because it's now I'm you and you're me. And this spear isn't really a spear. It's Malomi's staff. You're a joke. Your your little friends can't save you. Your phantom allies have failed you. And there's like a little thin panel of Malomi and uh, Hecate behind him. And just like Hellboy now getting the shit beat out of him. He's getting like mm-hmm. punched out of this castle. You're dead. I am everything you should have been. He lands outside in this like still like gold blood. Spalouche. Yeah. Spalouche. Um, everything is as meant to be. And then yeah. Hellboy being called I back. Think- you're dead. So I think, I think again, just you guys are right. I think that he is now everything Hellboy was meant to be is the end of the world. Like it's the end, the end of yeah. everything. That's what he wants. I think you guys are right. Yeah. Bringing about I'm that. like the arbiter of this yeah. crazy shit. And I think you're dead. I mean, like is right now is more just like hyperbole. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm now this, so you're dead along with all, all of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're about to be dead. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, you kind of both like yeah. it kind of works both ways it's like you were just dead you're gonna be dead, dead still yeah. you're dead you're dead come on just accept it and then classic um, hellboy just yeah yeah, yeah come yeah, and come get, get me, me idiot <laughs> Shunk. i love the choice of the black panel and there's just a sound yeah. effect yeah. like you don't need to show it but we get it oh <laughs> he, he got mm-hmm. you to come the great review yeah whoa that big heart is that that's the heart of the creature right i, I think, think it, that's the Priest's the priest heart. heart. I think it's both. I think that they're, yeah. they're one and the same. the same. Yeah. Yeah. But since it kills the creature thing. first, that doesn't affect Hellboy. Yeah. It's also part of that. that I guess sort of so. Trilogy. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah. Because yeah, they share the blood. He gets mm-hmm. impaled on this like mast. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And then he's just screaming, bleeding, exploding with like golden blood. And then immediately deteriorates, turns into a skull and then asks for like, no mercy brother of this is the priest who was, or the inquisitor from before. Correct. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's going back into that. His last moments of, of that life. Yeah. And now he, like him facing destruction is asking for mercy of this inquisitor. It was the truth. It was. And then the inquisitor responds truth. Who are you to speak for the spirit of man? Tend to your own soul, brother. No, like it's like, yeah. I don't know. The like shit just falls apart for this guy very, very quickly. Um, This skull looks really cool. He's almost like he's getting his style is getting so not like simple, but like. uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it without sounding like like not giving it the credit it deserves. But the skull, it's, the skull is like very like yeah. The, the, like we're getting into that. It's uh, the evolution of Mignola. It's like an economy of lines. Simple doesn't mean easy. I yeah. think that yeah, an, an economy of lines yeah. is perfect. Like just a couple lines to say what you need to say. Yeah, it's really great. Anyway, the, your plan is ruined. Your shit has asunder. You plundered your weapons and cast you out, and ruin awaits you. Get out of here. And um, your place is solitude, your abode of nest of serpents. So he's like going to hell. Then the truth is just like echoed for a second. Um, And Hellboy just looks at this like destroyed castle. Well, (laughs) that was something. Classic. It's just like, yeah, like, mm -hmm. like he just died, (laughs) you know, he's like, that was something. 
And then Hecate and Malomi having this conversation. Do you know what you've done? What is life without risk? So I guess like in saving Hellboy, is that what she's referring to? I think that in saving Hellboy, he's guaranteed what is eventually to come with the plague of frogs. Oh yeah, all of the like pain and suffering yeah. that was foretold basically. The things will be worse. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think you're right. That's it's that to come. Mm. We have a, it's a hard, more of a fight. You yeah. could end it. You could have had the idea to end it all, but no, we didn't. Yeah. I smell. I look because I. I think that's exactly what it means. Because I love this line of "I smell the smoke. The fire cannot be far behind." Yeah. Ooh. And then we get another cool sea shanty. <laughs> we get some more like the <laughs> this corpse of the sailors singing. Drinking like, fire. Yeah, drinking think, fire. Cool. So like so I awesome. am very curious because that I don't know if that is Hecate with uh Oh, is it not? Is it, it might um, be the witch finder, what whatever that um uh, the, Edward Gray. Yeah. They that, visually they both look the face looks mm. so familiar. Their color palettes are different yeah. though. I should have known. I think I, I well I didn't I just I caught it a little late because the why only would reason she that be is an is, ally to yeah. Him. And I think because Hecate stays on the island. On the shore, yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. That's got what it. cued me into oh, that. I didn't, I didn't get any of that. It's I think it's a scene that you can easily look past, and I did too when I, my other read. So. She also doesn't have like snake hair and stuff. I yeah, I totally missed that on the first read. Yeah, so um, I think that is that Edward makes Greg. a lot more sense too. That it's yeah, this one is just so dense. Like it's, it's really so, so much going on. <laughs> I'm surprised we're still. I'm surprised we're not. I haven't had to take a nap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because and then we do see the shot of her overlooking the shore as like Hellboy takes this little boat away. Yeah, skiffs um, away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, go down, the sailor cried, go down, there is no place for thee, which is sort of like the theme of this whole con, like Hellboy has no place. He feels like he doesn't belong in one world or the other. Yeah. Um, And then the end on this like rubble of, I guess, like pots that had been spilled from the ship, from a ship on the shore. And then there's a little epilogue that follows. Well, We're almost reminiscent of the of the jars where the souls, the Bagrush had those souls. I don't yeah. know if it's directly oh, that, but yeah. it feels very reminiscent of that. Pro- I mean, yeah, probably. Like he, like Mignola would have known that. Like you guys, like the readers had just read that story, so it yeah. might be fresh in your mind. Um, cool big splash page of a skeleton with the like crucifix, like stabbed, <laughs> stabbed into the it. ribs, and. Our lilies. The flowers there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get this huge epilogue, which I think I mentioned to a little off. The, off, I was like, this epilogue is going to, everything it's laying is going to get paid off. Yeah. And it's like, I, as I read it, I was like, holy hell. Like, this really just, it's like Mignola's like, here's my plan. This is like a checklist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's where we're going. So you can walk us through that, Kate. Yeah. What? So it's a... Cause even down to the fucking, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> it's this like big congregation of, um, animals and like growls there and, um, some sort of ruler of like fae things. I don't know the name of this character. I don't know if you guys do, but they're just discussing Hellboy. He's still alive. I don't know the character's name. Okay. Either, so. And Gragas like, he's gotta be stopped. I want him to die. He's stuck me in this, uh, pig body and, um, 
I hate him. He sucks and for revenge and everything. Yeah. Um, so stubborn and in his It's revenge. also mentioned so that Hecate. Yeah. It's very petty. Yeah, I mean, like, like I was saying, this is what the whole Hellboy sort of story shifts here for yep. some, some little, little fairy, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, Just or out of his or yeah. Like some revenge Oof. from some minor little goblin. And then they also mentioned three days and nights. They are calling the witches. He's saying um, their queen Hecate, but she's not answering. There's like a panel of Hecate with her snake hair. And that's it. Just in this like bar of darkness. So I guess it's just like, you don't know what she's up to right now. Um, Something's in the wind. Something's brewing. And then (laughs) Graugach asks, what is Hellboy? His father was a prince of Sheol. Which is sort of like a, uh, a, it's like a purgatory. It's like yeah, it's Jew, like a part Jewish of a purgatory hell. sometimes. Or? Yeah, and I think it might be even in this world like a city in hell. Yeah, like uh, what? Was yeah, the there's like, it's like some in like some versions. I was like googling oh, right. some versions. It's like both righteous and bad people go there, and then in other versions, it's like only wicked people go there and are punished. So I guess it's just in this one, I would take it as like bad people go there. Yes. He's a prince of a bad place. <laughs> um, and his mother as a witch slash nun, basically, who's like asking for forgiveness in her final moments. Um, and he was delivered into hell, but born again of, on earth. Ooh. And all these years he's tried to live a man's life, but he's not a man. And now with his death, he finally knows it. So he had. So he did die. He that died. defined. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah. Um, he's seen the face of the creature he, he was meant so to be. Times. So and that's like who that disciple was. Basically, that's like he wanted to bring about the apocalypse where Hellboy didn't. Um, whatever he is now, you can't beat him, basically, for Graugach. And he's saying he can because, again, this petty ass reason he mocked him and for revenge. But then he says, end more than revenge. So I don't know if it's like he's just compelled by some bigger force than him by saying he that. He looks so sad in that panel. He's almost just like, like he doesn't know what more he need, He wants out of yeah, this. He just like, yeah. wants to Everything say like there's, there's got to be something else too. Yeah. But yeah, that's, what. yeah. I think you're right. good. He's blind. He's blind. So yeah. The more is just, again, possibly arrogant, arrogant reasoning. Mm. Yeah, better to burn than wither away in the dark. So he's like, I'm gonna get my revenge, basically. Whether does like everything else be damned, not to go quiet, not to go unnoticed. Oh, you gods of war, let it be war. The end? Question mark. (laughs) With the little like sparrow uh, looking at you. Rereading it really gets me going. Like, wow, it is like as Jonathan already pointed out. It's like this is the shift. We went through the first like iteration of Hellboy being like a true, with a lack of a better term, even though Mignola never came up with it, a paranormal investigator, created his job, Mm -hmm. was a company man in a sense, left his company, went through this very insane like uh, coming, like discovery of himself, getting lost and then now dying and coming out and now... I don't know what would have happened, but Grugrak's now turning the tide (laughs) (laughs) through his petty revenge. And we don't, I mean, we're about to, we'll find out shortly what's in store for that. It's so funny to have heard (laughs) that it's like, oh, this whole like impetus for Mignola 
getting all of this out there was like getting ahead of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like such a, it like rocks his whole comic apparently. Like it'll make like, it's like, Oh, we can't go back from here. Like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm sure that we still will get a couple of issues of, him going to a haunted house and yeah, eating up a ghost. Yeah. yeah. He always well, get those think, flashes to the, in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Mignola was saying the stuff I was reading was that they were always going to get here. Oh, cool. But it was just like he had to get there quick now. Yeah. It's or like, he oh, felt now there's a yeah, this, I mean, this does <laughs> yeah. move faster than his, like, it's like, I feel like if he, if the movie hadn't come out, the island might have been more of like a four issue arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like he had to be like, nope, got to get it out in two. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the density, as we kept saying, yeah, the density really. of these two issues is wild. But it's so cool. Now to know like the history of the world that we're now in and the mythology, it's wild. I love it. Yeah. I can't believe like you're flashing right now through um the the pages that are, are from his first attempt at writing yeah. the island with the shroom. Creatures, the fact that those were even colored, he yeah, got that far I into this. If I'd ever seen it. I mean, these are finished pages, yeah, yeah, penciled, inked, colored, and he just was like, Nope, not right. That- oh, really? Yeah, they're part cool. of the collection in the uh, oh, shit. right after the epilogue and his little uh, afterward. I mean, even these pencils, first, are- you got eight pages in, plus all these pencils are, I mean, this is half of half of a comic book, yeah, crazy. It's wild. I don't even know if I want to like do our normal thing of like, what is our favorite? I think it's just reflection at this point. Mm. Cause I think the Island just feels, I mean, I think all of it is gorgeous. If you have a favorite panel or dialogue, go for it. But I think we, we, we grabbed on a lot of it as we went, but it really is like the turning of the tide, but it's just like reflecting now of like where we started and now where we are. Yeah. This, this feels like a, like the halfway point or, or like the shift, like I said. And it's like, wow, we started this journey with the seed of destruction where it's like a guy that already had such history from being like, yeah, I was discovered by this these soldiers during World War II and now I'm this cool detective and I fight monsters to seed of destruction literally going, hey, you're a bigger thing. And now we're, yeah. he's finally coming to the realization of what yeah, that is. Yeah. It's like, wow, what a ride. <laughs> there's still yeah. more to come. And there's still more, yeah. I mean, we're about to like, and we're about to, I, I don't know if you know about this, Kate. Even though Mignola is like now falling, in, like Island's sort of the sign of him falling into what his style will forever be known as. Mm-hmm. Away from sort of his, com- his mm-hmm. comic book beginnings and now his style, he's also going to go on a big hiatus as an artist. He's straight up going to be like, I'm going to take a break yeah. and I'm going to hand still it. Writing, but we're still writing, but still writing and then gives it over to Duncan Fregredo. And he pretty much, he's just like, I, he, I've heard him talk. He just sort of lost confidence in himself. Yeah. And, but he trusted yeah. Fregredo really? to do it. Yeah. We'll get to those shortly, but that's so interesting. I mean, the last two huge arcs are all Fregredo. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what spurs that. Beautiful. Like, I wonder what, I guess maybe what like him not I wonder if like just like the movie affecting it like I want like why I wonder where that comes from I mean I bet I we'll find like out maybe in the forwards afterwards him. yeah I would I just started listening to interviews because I was like I really haven't I have only read what he said not listened to yeah. what he said yeah yeah any final other final thoughts about the island just heavy as hell at even second reading I'm still like what's up with this part like you know <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a kind of thing I'd have to like Go over again. 
and be like Googling like everything. Like homework, man. Yeah. It feels like fun homework, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's definitely dense. Yeah. There's a lot going on. It's, I love it. I but love it. It is cool. And like for a dense Hellboy comic, it's still like reads pretty easy and isn't like, you know, this is probably the most like asterisks he's had in a, a single yeah. or two issues. You know, it's like this is kind of for it's dense for him. But as far as like a comic book, it's like fairly standard fare as far as this is like world fleshing out and mm. stuff like that. So I, I don't hate it. I like it. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It doesn't, I, I don't think you ever get to a point where it's like cumbersome to get through it, which no, you no. can, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've read a novel. I know I've given up on a novel where I'm yeah. like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm like, oh, I'll keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, still, yeah, it's still compelling <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 We want to hear from you <laughs> listeners, uh, your thoughts on the island. You can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Aw Crap a Hellboy Podcast, Twitter, Aw Crap Hellboy. Subscribe, rate, and review um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you podcast that they have that function. If you do give us a five-star rating and your review starts with the word boom on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review right here and praise you. We call that a boom review, so <laughs> we love doing them. Ah, wow. But more importantly than just that, Check out www.jonathanmarksart.com. Yes. Uh, keep an eye out in order for the re the next printing of Fever Dreams. And but while you wait, definitely get the digital copy right now. And then the Mariner will be coming shortly. And you can probably check out our link tree and and our uh, Instagram posts because we'll definitely put you in the right direction so you can stay updated on all the Mariner stuff. Great. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. thank you for coming. <laughs> Your insights as before our top notch yeah man thanks guys <laughs> it's super thanks, like this is super fun stuff. thank you yeah, yeah I love yeah. it yeah. did you have a, a hashtag right hand of draw ready? I mean why don't you go ahead and draw Hellboy as like an ancient Sumerian bas relief sculpture <laughs> like go ahead and knock yourselves out do like an ancient version of like one of the members of the BPRD whoever like sways you if Great. you want to draw that I love it awesome. <laughs> let's see that remember if you do do and uh, any it could be for this week's or any in the past just remember to hashtag right hand of draw tag us um, so that we can on Instagram repost it on our feed because we only hope our only hope with this is to get people to follow your art and you know spread the wealth yeah so There's we love supporting a lot of really talented you. people cool. listening and it's so awesome to see everybody's work and yeah thanks for doing that yeah thank you yeah. Jonathan of course thank you again for yeah. being our guest My and pleasure. joining us thank today you for me, guys. Yeah. yeah you're welcome and listeners thanks again for listening and remember we love you <laughs>